Alrighty then, there we go. We have a show. I think I'm supposed to switch something by now. Let's go to the live screen. Now that I'm not paying attention. We got it all going. Green, I don't have my countdown timer and stuff yet. Still working on that, getting that functioning oh, here. Okay. Little by little. Okay. It is time though. Let's wind this puppy up and get going. Beans and bullets. What you need for the apocalypse. Freedom through anarchy, the model, motto of my younger brother who passed away 30 years ago this past Thanksgiving. And after all, it's time for you to come in, come on in out of the dark, settle down by the fire, have a drink and fall down some rabbit holes with us. Absolutely. Coming and to you direct from the oasis deep in the heart of the Cowichan Valley. It's episode 46 of Shooting a Shit at the Rogue's Tavern. And this week we have tips for stocking up, storage preps, winter gardening, crazy news, and some deep dark rabbit holes. When we get to the deep dark rabbit holes, we're going to have to abandon all you people on regular uh, stuff and just strictly stick to alt tech. And Odyssey has got our choice of alt tech right now. And we're yeah. going to be there where you'll hear the whole story because unfortunately censorship exists in the world today. But... Oh, yeah. All that being said and done, we are here to help you prepare and with what you need to survive for the upcoming calamities. So let's get this started off right. Every week we have a spiritual reading direct to you from the Holy Bible, King James Version, 1973 edition. This week we are coming to you with 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1 through 28. It's really not as long as it seems, sounds. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction come upon them as travail upon a woman with a child and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness. That day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of the light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunk are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together, and edify one another, even as also ye do. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you, and which are over you in the Lord, and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their works, for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men, see that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. 
in everything. Give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesying. Prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. <coughs> Faithful is he that calleth you, also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. And I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. The grace, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. So mote it be. All right, I threw in the last piece. <laughs> okay, so essentially what they're saying through that is don't go to sleep, don't close your eyes, don't be willfully blind. Stop diving into the drink there and actually look around at what's happening. Oh, yeah, well, that's the second half of it. The first half of it is that the times are when they start to, people start to tell you and preach peace and safety, then sudden destruction will be coming. That is also true. I hadn't, I hadn't really focused on that bit, but yeah. Huh, that's a very interesting thing. That's a very interesting passage I got from uh, one of the deep, dark rabbit holes we might make it into tonight. I've yeah, got so many rabbit uh, holes, we don't have enough time to go into them, and almost all the rabbit holes cannot be discussed on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, at some point, I'll have to remind myself about that particular rabbit hole because it coincides with my whole ball of Rome theory. Yep. Well, that's what we got. We got a whole lot of craziness going on in the world. But what we're going to do is we're going to lighten the load here a little bit with uh, a fun video. And then we're going to go into our preps and other bits and pieces. And then Sounds second like hour, we're definitely going down the rabbit hole one way or another for the second hour. All right. All right. Let's see what our fun video is for today. I can't see. You still haven't shared your screen. Oh, well, we better get that done. The screen, the screen. <clears throat> the screen, man, the screen. The plane, <laughs> the plane, boss, the plane. We need the plane. That's all right. It can't, it can't say it anyway because it's taking its sweet-ass time loading for some reason. There we go. There the it screen. comes. I win. I'm not sure what I win, but I win. Yeah, well, you got something. <laughs> Here we go. Come on, load, load, load. We've got good streams. We just don't have other stuff going so good. It's must be about it. It must be competing with the television upstairs. Oh, and we have an ad. Skip the ad. Look at that. It took so long to load that the ad was already ready to skip. <laughs> That's awesome. Ah. Oh, come on. It's Awaken with JP. It's a really fun ad. I like him. He's so much fun. Have you seen how free people are here in Florida? Yeah, it's terrible. It's almost like everyone here isn't enslaved. It's a complete disaster. I'm worried about everyone here because there's no one trying to control them. Do you think there's any hope? Well, in the next election cycle, it's possible Florida could get flipped blue. Let's hope so. I care about the future of my children and grandchildren. I don't want them growing up never knowing what communism's like. Did you know Florida is the most open state in the country? People must be dying left and right. The fact that people in Florida have such high case rates of selfishly living makes me very worried about the mainstream narrative. Same. 
I find that what's good for people is bad for the mainstream narrative. And I'm very concerned that Florida is putting the good of the people ahead of the good of the mainstream narrative. DeSantis is not living up to the standards of Newsom and Cuomo. Yeah. Newsom got challenged in a recall election and Cuomo got canned as governor. But at least he's no longer governor because of how he sexually harassed women. And stuff. There we go. We'll, we'll leave it at that because it's a nice long <laughs> video. But it's well worth watching. It seems like it. He does such a great job of uh, satirizing them without telling the, and telling the truth at the same time. Oh, yeah. Well, that that is the... that We're watching a master work. Oh, yeah, he's good. He's really quite good. I like what he does. All right. Let's see what we got oh, going um, on here. Hey, Dad. Uh, yep. Someone who's listening. Uh, my partner said that he's hearing an echo. An echo? On our show. An echo, yeah. echo. All right, well, talk for a second. All right, I shall talk. What shall I talk about? Ooh, well, I could talk about my Black Barrel Jamesons. This I don't know what echo we get that. There shouldn't be an echo because I've only got one audio source going into it. I don't know. He's saying he's hearing an echo. Like, I hear a little bit of an echo, but I often hear an echo when nobody else does, so I just yeah. ignore it. But uh, Sean says he like he's listening in another room. He's hearing an echo. Huh. That's a bummer. Apparently pretty bad like i'm in some kind of space tunnel or something all right well let's see i don't understand what echo is coming through because it shouldn't I can try be. just calling you back sometimes that fixes it yeah sometimes that fixes it i just want to make sure that uh it's not the mm -hmm. it's not the setup i have here for the speakers talk for a second okay I will talk about the fact that you to listen to his version of the show while I'm sitting here alive. That really did work. All right, we'll see if we still have an echo. <laughs> All right, did, did, is the echo fixed? Oh, wow, that is a serious echo. Actually, Tom, uh, bring that over. Is it worse? Okay, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the thing next to it. Listen to this, okay? Wait, you're going to rewind it. Okay, yeah, it sounds like it's been fixed. Oh, was it yeah. fixed? Okay. So, yeah, it sounds fixed now, but holy cow, it was like, I'd say a word and it would go, I'd say a word, 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 word. It's just an endless echo. Mm. Wow, that was impressive. No, but the part he's at now seems like the echo is gone. All right. Yeah, it's, it's go. gone now. Holy cow, I don't know what you did, but well, man. It was like, I, I turned on the desktop audio properly. Yeah, I turned on the desktop audio properly, and I also moved the microphone away from the speakers. I have proper speakers here now, so I don't have to wear headphones anymore. So maybe I had the speakers too close to the headphones. All right, at any rate, let's move it along here. Let's get some rolling and rocking and rolling. What do we got first for it? It's only me who's echoing now. Your echo is fixed. Mine is still there. Yours is still there? Yeah. Well, I don't know what to do about yours. I don't know. <clears throat> Try that. See if that, that echoes. Impressive. Yeah, well, it's a beer night. <laughs> I guess we could try listening to... So I can't listen to it. I've got, I've, got, I've got everything pushing the maximum here for some reason on this computer tonight. 
Okay, let me try calling you back, okay? All right, call me back. All right, how's that working? Hopefully it fixes everything. Well, we'll find out. Oh, echo, but I can ignore my own echo. I've gotten good at that. Well, the biggest thing is, is whether or not everyone else is hearing your echo. Yeah, well, uh, I'm just going to assume no one's doing Sean just blocked off. And I can't, I can't hear the echo here. Yeah, it's weird. Usually when there's an echo, like Alice through, uh, like Alice talking through the windows, we usually you can hear it too. No, the echo's still there? The echo's still there. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I don't have, I have the audios turned off on the couple of sites that I'm trying to monitor the streaming on, but I can't even monitor the streaming some reason we're pushing the limits of everything that this computer can actually capably do tonight and the internet wow that's impressive considering that computer yeah well i did that last week when i started multi-streaming and i had multiple streams playing at the same time let me see if i can shut down a couple of things here that might be actually running in the background uh I have no idea what could be causing my echo, especially since you're not echoing at all on his show. It's just, just me who's echoing. It'd be nice if we had more listeners I could chime in on it. Yeah, well, they're not here tonight. Nope. I know one of them ended up putting his back out again, and he's asleep early. Yeah, well, they've all abandoned us. Yeah, it happens. Mm-hmm. We're alone. <laughs> We're all alone here in Streamland. <laughs> Nobody shows up for the fun. All right. Well, let's get let's move pull along with the show anyway. What we got? All right. All right. What do we got for you tonight? We've got a few stocking and storage tips and preps for you. First one up is how to make century eggs. These are an interesting thing. Do they like last for a century? Something like that. But where the hell oh. did that? go oh I'm there it is oh, i'm trying to figure out what happened here there it is <laughs> uh, yeah the computer is the computer is having a hell of a freaking time here tonight i even rebooted this computer today to make sure it was working the way it was supposed to or needed to work Maybe that's the issue right there. Maybe what happened is you rebooted it and decided to update. Well, it had to do it. It did updates. But that was oh, like this go. afternoon, and the computer was running beautifully at, at, afterwards. So at any rate, how to make century eggs. These are eggs that, yeah, I guess they could last you a century. Um, Thousand-year eggs, millennium eggs, Chinese-based eggs. These are, this is an egg preservation method that gives you a sulfury-smelling kind of a brownish-black egg, but it's still edible and still healthy oh. for you. It's a bizarre way of uh, preserving eggs. And traditionally what they do is you get the eggs, salt and water, and then you uh, basically soak the eggs in that salty water solution. And you leave them in there to soak. 
That's it. That's it. In case here it is, you wash them all. Okay, you got to make sure you clean uh, clean the shells very well. Then you inspect the shells to make sure that none of them are damaged. Not even the minorest crack. You should uh, stick them up to something with light to look for cracks in the shells. And you don't want to use ones that after checking. You toss all three. Uh, add three liters of water to a pot and add your eggs to it. Bring the water and the salt to a boil. Stir it until it's all well dissolved. Uh, if you want spices, add those into it. Then you let it cool down and then you place all your eggs inside a net bag and you put all the eggs inside the water solution. Close it, seal it, and it allows the eggs to start to seal up. You seal it for 28 to 30 days and then you start testing to see if the eggs are still good. Interesting. Yep. It's an old fashioned way of curing and saving your eggs for the winter time. That works. Yep. Now, when you take them out of the brine, they won't be runny eggs, but they'll be slightly, slightly uh, hardened up inside. But uh, they'll still be edible, and you can use them in multiple ways. Well, that's what you need. You need edible. You need them to be edible and still healthy for you. And if you happen to have chickens mm -hmm. and you get lots of eggs in the summer, you can preserve a bunch of them up for the winter when the chickens aren't laying eggs. Yeah, when you don't have a chicken, it's hard to keep up with the egg consumption. But I noticed that people who have chickens, mm -hmm. they have no problem keeping up with egg consumption. Oh, they actually do. After mm -hmm. after about a month or two of the chickens, you get tired of eating the eggs. Mm. You got to remember, people get food fatigue. Food fatigue is a real thing. Sense. You know, you get tired of the same things over. Even if you love eggs, after you eat them for a month or two every day, at least one or two meals a day, you get tired of them. You don't want to eat them for a few days. And all it takes is if you got six e if you got six chickens laying six eggs a day, five to six eggs a day. Yeah. That's uh, three dozen eggs a week. Yeah, mm -hmm. we go through about two dozen eggs a week. So. Yeah. So pretty soon you get pretty soon you'll get ahead of it, and after a while you'd get tired of the eggs. It happens. I've seen it. I don't know. Do teenagers get tired of food? Is it yes. possible for teenagers to get food? Yes, even they get bored of the same old food unless it's pizza. <laughs> for some reason, they can never get enough pizza. True. Or rice, in my daughter's case. Well, rice, I pizza. I eat rice literally every day, and she still isn't sick of it. Well, rice, pizza, whatever it takes. So yeah, so this is a really good recipe. You'll want to go check it out. It's a great way to store stuff up if you don't already know how to do this. Look it up, find out more about it, and it is useful. Next thing up I got for you here is 14 must-have canned foods you might not have known existed. I think you brought this to the table before. I may have, but it reappeared, and so I brought it again. <laughs> you know, canned bread. This is a really... Yeah, this is definitely one you brought before, and it's so weird, the list. Yeah, the weird bread, bread, canned bread. It's like, yeah, okay, well, I suppose. I like the one for canned butter, though. I'd like to know Why how to make canned can butter. What's that? Why would you can butter? Just clarify it. It'll last forever. Well, yeah, but it actually tastes a little better if it hasn't been clarified yet because, you know, you haven't gotten rid of the milk solids. I don't know. Clarified butter tastes pretty damn good. It does. It's not bad. I like it. 
Pudding, if you like pudding. Cake. So you get pudding and cake. The bacon. You know you can actually can your own bacon. That? Okay. Canned bread, pudding, cake, and bacon all just seem wrong to me. Well, they all seem wrong. Like, I'm, I'm what's be funny, though, is I could handle it in a jar, but in a can, it just seems wrong. Jar, can, same thing. Weird. Differences, you can see it through. I'm going to actually try canning bacon. That'd be cool. That's on my list to do. Now that I finally know how to, I finally learned how to use my pressure canner uh, last week, I think it was. Mm -hmm. Last week, I used my pressure canner for the first time after owning it for a year and a half. I finally went, all right, this is it. Time to learn to use my pressure canner. I made myself a big batch of chili, had chili for dinner, and then I had enough left over to can six jars of chili. Nice. And so I went through the process of using a pressure canner. And as I was setting up the pressure canner and it wouldn't, didn't seem to quite work right. I'm working with the knob on it and I actually unscrewed the pressure relief knob and it blew up and released all the steam in my canner. It was really quite the scene. Once I got the steam out, cooled it down a little bit, screwed it back on. Then I brought the pressure canner up. I figured out how to use my pressure canner. If you get a pressure canner, you got to learn how to use your pressure canner. Every one of them is a little bit different. Oh, uh, funny thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know the uh, soup base that you gave me? You gave me a couple jars of, of uh, oh, soup base. Yeah, I gave you a couple jars of uh, ham soup stuff. Yeah, what about it? Did it go yeah. bad on you? Well, the one did because they uh, the movers smashed my freaking box with my jars. Oh. Well. But, uh, yeah, so the jars got broken, and a couple of them just burst and leaked everywhere, including my oil, which that was f so much fun to clean up. Oh, yeah, that'd be a sh pain in the ass to clean up. <laughs> it was a shit show. But uh, one can managed to survive because I had it in with something else, and I guess they didn't throw that that box. Did it get but... warmed up? Pardon? Did it warm up? Uh, it is warm, yes. Okay, it's it no that, longer that good. Bad. That's not shelf-stable. Uh, that's okay. not shelf-stable canning. That was refrigerated canning. That was only okay, good well, if yes. it stayed cold in the refrigerator. Yes, it did get warmed up, along with a large portion of food that we had that we had set aside. We yeah. had written all to the box for the fridge, please put by fridge. Yeah. And they put it outside on the balcony, buried under things. Anyways, aside oh, from that. So you've lost all um, that food. <clears throat> oh, yeah, we lost a lot of food. We have a very empty fridge right now. No. But what I found really entertaining was I was like, oh, good, the jar survived. And it still looks fine. I'll, I'll remember but that. It's, it's not, not fine, it's not fine. If it's been warmed up, it's not fine because that was not canned. That was not jarred up for shelf stable. I, it okay. would have had to have been pressure canned. And I wasn't ready to pressure can when I made that stuff. Okay. Well, I'll remember that. However, I found it really entertaining that uh, my friend who was over, he looked at the jar. Mm -hmm. He glanced at then whipped his head back and, he, and said, what is that? Do you like have baby insides in a jar? What is wrong with you? It's so <laughs> like, no, no, that is a soup base. He's like, what? It, what? <laughs> the, sad, the sad thing is about it, what you just lost was a massive amount of collagen. I know. I'm so upset. We lost so much in this move. Yeah, that's it. Cause the, I, I've still got a couple of jars. I'll, I'll bring you another jar or two. Oh, good. That would be great. I'm not using that... it fast enough, and it's only good in the fridge for about two or three months. We could really do with the soup that will last us for a few days. I and... love slow cookers for that. You yeah. just throw your soup in the slow cooker, and you can keep it going for weeks. It's amazing. 
Mm-hmm. Loves love yep. first. And I've got I've got some uh, I've got some beef bones I've got to uh, I've got to make some broth out of, and I'm gonna I'm gonna can that. I'm grateful we didn't lose any of our frozen stuff though, because I was smart and I put all of the frozen stuff into the deep freeze and mm. nothing thawed out during the full day that the deep freeze was unplugged for. So Yeah, well if you got a good deep freeze, it, it'll hold it'll hold everything frozen for uh upwards of twenty four to forty eight hours. As long as it's not yeah, open. It, it was great. That's like the the one thing that we didn't lose anything in was the frozen stuff. Everything else though was kinda yeah, well, that sucks. Sorry, I'm falling into the bitching about the terrible... Well, that's all right. You can bitch. Burger. That's what we're here for. Why not? You know, nobody else is listening to the show. We can bitch wherever we want to go. <laughs> they I mean, really it'd be different if we man. had ourselves a big, giant audience or something, but we got nothing. Hey, if we had a big, giant audience, I would straight up say nobody ever use Abe Movers. They yeah. suck. They there you go. Don't use Abe Movers. They broke a bunch of our stuff. They broke a bunch of our stuff. They... Like, according to my lovely new neighbors, they were literally dropping and throwing boxes down the hall. Like, one mover, apparently, was carrying a box and kicking a box in front of them on the floor. Yeah. And they put our fragile stuff at the bottom of the stack. They scratched up all of my furniture, which 98% of my furniture is antique wooden furniture. Yeah. So you have to be careful with it. But they weren't. Now it's all scratched up, and it's just oh, terrible, terrible experience. And we lost a bunch of food. I don't know how they did it, but they managed to cause food that was inside of one of those heavy-duty plastic crate, uh, crate bins we have. Yeah. I don't know how, but they managed to explode things in that. It's like that is one of the heavy-duty things that protects things like jars and containers, and yet all of our cans are now dented. All of our, uh, all of our oils. Okay, not all of them. Three out of our five stocking, stocked oils, now have been cracked. Like they're leaking now when they would turn them on their sides. Yeah. It's amazing. It, I swear they went to an extreme effort to destroy our stuff. Hmm. Not cool, man. Okay, bitch over. Thanks for listening. Well, no problem. That <laughs> gave me a chance to search for other things that I might shut down here to get us a little more speed out of uh, the internet. Seems I had several other things running in the background, which might have been slowing down the internet. Oh, that might explain it. Yeah, a couple of things seem to be running just a little bit faster now. Ooh. Way too much crap loading up. All right, let's see what we got. All right, so anyway cheese canning cheese that would be kind of useful what i forgot about that you can can cheese that that's also weird to me that would be useful i love my cheese but there's a better way to preserve cheese and what i have to do is i have to go on the amazon and order myself some cheese wax that is the best way yeah that's the best way you preserve your cheese you can go buy yourself blocks of cheese when they're on sale and then sit there with cheese wax and uh, and prep it up and coat them in cheese wax and then store them in your cupboard or shelves or pantry or wherever you store stuff. And you can store them for one, two, three years. And when you take it off, the cheese will be almost as good as when you put it away. It might be a little dry on the edges, but it won't be moldy. It won't be damaged. It'll still be good and edible. Can't you also use beeswax? Nope. Cheese oh. wax is a little different than beeswax. Hmm. 
Yeah, the one guy, the one guy I learned this from actually tried it with beeswax and he tried it with um, paraffin wax. Mm -hmm. And neither one of those does the same as cheese wax. There's something different about the way cheese wax is made. Probably less breathable. It's probably made with beeswax, but it's probably got something else in it too. Mm. So at any rate, that's one of the things I'm going to do. And the other nice thing is if you do get yourself enough cheese wax to uh, treat your cheese or preserve your cheese, the amount of cheese you want, as you go through your cheese, you save that wax and you can remelt it and reuse it. Oh, brilliant. So it never, it never goes bad. You might lose a little bit here and there, but for the most part, you'll always have enough once you get enough the first time. And is it digestible if you don't get it all off your cheese? Yeah. Have you ever eaten Perfect. the, um, what are those little cheeses, those little uh, bombells or um, baybells? Yes. What's the, that? The girls love those. Yeah, those that's little che round cheeses that you peel the wax off of. Yeah, that, that cheese wax, if you save that wax, you can use it. So if you manage to peel it from the hands of the children who are now creating creatures out of it, you can save them. That's right, <laughs> which is what I've been doing. When I do buy them, I've been saving all that wax in a jar. Nice. So, because I buy them occasionally, they're so ready expensive. Every once in a while, they go on sale, but I don't think they'll be on sale for any in anytime soon. Almost nothing's on sale anymore. Yeah, I've noticed. Except tuna. Tuna is always on sale. Buy as much as you can. After all, a can of tuna will last is 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 shelf stable for five to ten years, and it's a very yep. high source and of protein, um, omega C, omega vitamins, and uh, all kinds of other nutrients. Tuna is really tasty. Yeah, and it can be used Especially in multiple ways. You can use it in multiple ways. All right, another thing yeah. for canning or having a can is hamburger, which is another thing I'm going to be looking at is uh, is uh, preserving my canning my own uh, meats. Is that a picture of a chicken coming out of a can? Yes, it's a whole chicken in a can. That looks weird. <laughs> Yes, yes, you can. If you've got a jar big enough, you can can your own chicken. If not, you, you cut it into pieces. What's that? <laughs> Sorry, bad joke. <laughs> it looks like a baby coming out of a can, so I, I said, can you can babies? You That's can can babies. They won't be alive when you pull them out, but you can can <laughs> babies. <laughs> Sandwiches. This one here was the one that just trip me man like let's let's can up uh, PB and J sandwiches, um, barbecued chicken. Where do you even find this stuff? You know, um, a lot of this stuff is like over in Europe where they have incredibly weird tastes from us over here in North America. Yes, in New Zealand they like to eat canned cow's tongue a lot. So yeah. So every every country has it, but they they they, were, they did say this was a unique stuff. Canned potato salad. Now, this is one that I thought would be interesting. I'll have to look into the possibilities of canning potato salad because I like my potato salad. And it mm -hmm. can it could be canned because when you make potato salad, oftentimes it's warm initially when you first make it. So yeah. then all you have to do is process it, and it might make it a little mushier, but what you do is you make your potatoes a little more firm when you make the potato salad. So when you run it through the canning processor and it cooks it more, they end up perfectly at the perfect state. So you'd have to experiment to get it right. Okay. Tamales. I love tamales. I haven't made tamales in ages. I need to make tamales again. 
Hormel tamales, or is that just a different language for tamales? No, that, that's the name, Hormel. Okay. You can find those in the States. Okay. Uh, canned tamales. Mm-hmm. I used to get them as a, my, my mom used to buy them. I used to eat them as a kid. This is one of my faves, the cheeseburger. Only in, Swiss, cheeseburger. Oh, only in Switzerland when they can an entire cheeseburger. Uh, I think I need another drink. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, escargot. Of course, that I recognize. Not that I really like escargot. It, it smells horrible when they're cooking them. Yeah, it's kind of rubbery. Mm, they they stink when they cook in, when it's cooking too. They just reek. When I lived in Spain, escargot was a really mainstay for a lot of the people. Our gardener used to fetch all the snails so he could take them home and cook them. That work? Mm-hmm. So I was like, fill your boots, buddy. Have fun. I smelled it. Duck confit. I tasted it. And yeah, and duck confit, which is basically duck fat or duck liver, high fat duck liver. That would be a fantastic survival thing, but I'm not sure how will I deal with it. Yeah, well, (laughs) if you're hungry enough, it really doesn't matter, man. You're hungry enough, everything is edible. True, even cow's tongue. Goats, I hate cow's tongue. Yeah, if you're if you're hungry enough, it really doesn't matter. Somebody puts food in front of you and says you're not going to die if you eat it. Well, they you really won't care if you're starving, whether you're going to die or not. You'll take your chances. <laughs> yep. Because it's like either I'm going to die of starvation or die of poisoning, man. The poisoning at least will be quicker. Uh, what's the next one I have here? Twenty-four prepping items I don't spend money on. Yeah, give me a second here. It's uh, loading on the wrong page here. Get it over here. There it is. Hit the wrong screen. 24 prepping items you don't spend money on. These are prep items that you don't really need to spend any money on. And this actually, a lot of it is things that I already do. One of them they talk Mm -hmm. about is survival food, dehydrating your leftovers. When you have leftovers, that works well. Yeah, well, I have leftovers. My boys haven't hit the uh, bottomless pit stage completely yet. Lucky you. Yeah, well, if you have leftovers, you dehydrate your leftovers. And then you vacuum seal them. You know, can your leftover meats, you know, or make uh, a double batch of something and then can that. Dehydrate leftover bread. That's something I never thought of. It's called breadcrumbs. Yeah, I've never really thought about that. I mean, I make breadcrumbs specifically, but that is a bit different than dehydrating all of your leftover bread. Yeah, I do that. I do that constantly. That's why I always have breadcrumbs and bread cubes is because as soon as the bread gets down and I know they're not going to eat it very fast and it's going to it's going to possibly mm-hmm. go moldy. I toss, toss, t- slice it into cubes, toss it into the dehydrator and uh, and then turn it on low for a little while until it's fully dehydrated. And that way I've preserved it and I toss it in a jar. <clears throat> and then you always have breadcrumbs or bread cubes. And then you can reuse them in multiple places. Expand your meatloaf. You know, if you're making a meatloaf, you know, instead of using uh, a pound and a half, you can use a pound of meatloaf and half a pound of breadcrumbs. And to them, it'll be the same amount of food. Yeah. And it'll taste the same. But you will have saved yourself oh. some money. I'm really hearing an echo on myself now. Oh, yeah. Well, that sucks. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's what's chased everybody away as we got echoes that I can't figure out how to control. It's all your fault. Yeah, well, I'll live with it. You have not mastered the AI. How could you? 
Oh, the AI is supposed to be nice to me. It's been mean for several weeks. So it's only <laughs> starting to let me do things again. All right. Then they talk about couponing class. Well, couponing is not a big thing here in Canada. That's a U.S. thing. Yeah. Free fruit from neighbor's trees. So if you got neighbors who got fruit, make sure you go around and get that fruit. Or uh, something that I've recently learned is much like our island has a bunch of random patches of mm -hmm. uh, like fruit fields. Mm -hmm. It turns out a lot of major cities actually have that where they have just random little green patches where there's fruit and not a lot of people really go there and take the fruit. So that's something that people might want to look into. It seems to be a rather popular thing, especially in larger cities. Hmm. Well, it's going to be. Which I had no idea. People are going to start taking that that fruit pretty soon. Yeah. When the uh, yeah. when when the grocery bills start coming in for the net in the next two months, they're going to start looking for all that stuff. Yeah. Free food samples. They won't find very many of those anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, condiment packs, samples. you know, if you, if you happen to be, uh, you know, go through drive through and they give you condiment packs or you ask for more or you're standing there at the counter and they give you a handful of them, you know, take them home. They're good for about a year. I didn't get that. Could you cool. Try again? Fuck off, Siri. <laughs> then fuck off again. <laughs> I love that. I won't respond to that. <laughs> you did respond. <laughs> you did respond to it though. So I gotcha. <laughs> God damn Siri, crappy bitch. I didn't quite catch that. Could you could you please re uh what is it? Repeat yourself. Could I repeat myself? And then I realized how the hell did that thing get turned on? I hit just the right <laughs> keyword there. It's really quite irritating, but she doesn't like being told to fuck off. And she goes, I won't no, respond to that. To well respond. you but you did respond to it, so I gotcha. <laughs> Free formula, you know, they used to give that out. Save your drink bottles, wash them, and refill them with, with water for storage. Now, this one here is kind of useful. And this is something I, I got from another friend of mine recently. Where she was telling me what she does to save on water. And, you know, if you're in an apartment building, you're generally not paying water. But if you're in a house, you're paying your water bill. This is something you might want to consider. She has containers. She takes her one-gallon milk jug. She keeps the empty ones by the sink and whatnot. And when she's, you know, running that water to warm it up to get the hot water, instead of letting all that cold water go down the drain, she fills the one-gallon jugs until mm. that water warms up and then sets it aside and then uses it to water plants or keep saving them. And in the summer, when you're paying a, more water, you know, you're using more water, you can cut back on your water a little bit by using those one-gallon jugs to do some watering. Nice. So I thought that was a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Very useful thing. Another one I've discovered is I, I got a dehydrator for dealing with the uh, the uh, um, a dehumidifier, not dehydrator, dehumidifier for dealing with the moisture in the basement here. And so far, I've been I've poured out about five buckets of water from this dehydrator or de dehumidifier oh, wow. as I'm bringing the humidity in this basement down to a human level because it was wow. upwards of fifty five percent in this basement. Now I've got it down to around forty percent. Nice. But I realized as I was pouring out the water, I said, wait a minute, this is like pure water. It's <laughs> nothing but pure water. It's got no nothing in it, no chemicals, no nothing. It's like, wait a minute, this is the perfect stuff for plants. And so I'm starting to save it for, for my for my plants. That's a good idea. 
So, you know, it's one, it's one step shy of um, distilled water. Cool. So, yeah, it, that's another useful thing. If you have a dehumidifier, all that water from it, save it. That's a lot of water coming out of the air. And I realized the amount of water coming out of this dehumidifier, if there was a problem in the future of water, which will never be here because, well, the lake is 200 meters away, the river is 100 meters away, and right now we've got a river in the backyard. So, Really? Uh, pretty much, man. There's, it's, it, it hasn't stopped raining here for four days, except True. for the occasional spot here and there. What's that? Hasn't stopped raining for quite a while. Yeah, at, at any rate, it's just a lot of water here. So, but it, it started uh, on the thirty first. Hasn't stopped. Yeah, pretty much. There's been there's been a break here and there. You know, I think we had a a, a twenty four hour stretch yesterday with no rain, but it promptly started up in the middle of the night and been ever since. So. Yep. At any rate, um, I realized that, hey, a, a, a dehumidifier, if you've got yourself some off-grid power to run your dehumidifier, you can use that to collect enough water to meet your water needs for a day. That is very true, especially in such a damp climate like this. Mm. Yep, absolutely. All right, some, some household items, you know. Get free stuff for your garden. You can grow free plants by, you know, if you buy celery at the store, chop off the bottom and regrow the bottom. I've done that. It actually works. Mm -hmm. You can do that with the little bitty onions, too. You can chop them off if the root's still there and plant them. Put them in water, let them grow a little bit, and then plant them. You can do it with lettuce heads, too. I've done it with lettuce, you know, like romaine lettuce. I've done these things just to experiment. So it does actually work. Um, pine cones for fire starters. I've started to collect pine cones in and around places I go because I know they're good fire starters. So, no, I free can't furniture. I what it is that they're used for, but there's something about uh, string and thread that they're used for. Pine cones? Hmm, yeah, something about, um, something about making your own, your own thread or something. I can't remember exactly what it is. I read it ages ago. I don't know. All right, then they, they go on and talk about a little bit of pre prescription meds, free samples, free books, information. So lots of other useful tips in this prepping items that you don't really need to spend money on. You know, you can get a lot of things for free. All you got to do is sort of ask and uh, look up things and, and find it. All right, we've got a couple other tips here, tips and tricks and fun things here. Here's a wonderful one. Straight to the heart for me, 10 things that cowboys carried with them into the West to survive. Rope? I bet your rope is one of them. Maybe. All right. A firearm, number one thing. Ever since firearms were available. Mm -hmm. And, of course, it was a rifle because, you know, a uh, pistol isn't much use for hunting. And uh, it's, it was no use against uh, Indians' bows and arrows. Number two thing is a knife. Absolutely go nowhere without a knife. Always have a knife of some sort with you. Even a Swiss Army knife will be more of a knife than 
than nothing. Like or a tiny little belt knife? A belt knife, anything. It's not as long as you might want it to be, but it's still a knife. A knife is the most useful thing you can ever have. You can live without a firearm, but you won't be able to live without a knife. Mm -hmm. You know, you need the knife for cleaning things, gutting animals, cutting things, making, making firewood chips, all kinds of things. And any suitable piece of stone is usable to sharpen your knife. And basically what you need is a suitable piece of stone is some smooth river rock that is very smooth and hard, such as granite, to use to sharpen a knife. A cook set. They never went anything. Oh, canteen. They never went anywhere without a canteen because you never know where you your next water is going to come from. Even in a place that's got lots of water, some of the places I've been going hunting, there's not always water in some of the places I go. Now, water's generally yeah. within a, a kilometer or two distance, but, you know, it's so much work to go get that extra extra time to get the water. But <laughs> in the West, water was far and few between. <clears throat> a cook set. And their cook set was often simple as were their meals, ba beans, bacon, cornbread, hardtack, whatever game came within range. The utensils were simple. They had a small pot, a tin plate, a mug, eating irons, their sheath knife, and <coughs> a coffee pot with coffee. What's an eating iron? An eating iron? Yeah. It's basically a spork. Oh, okay. It's, a, it's a, a fork spoon, you know, spork. Mm -hmm. The bedroll. Now, the interesting thing about a real cowboy's bedroll, they're huge. Yeah. When you roll them up, they're like uh, three foot long by a foot and a half thick rolled up. You know, these weren't yeah, small. Yeah, because they had, they had to be warm enough to combat Jack Frost when he came a-dancing. Yep. Yep, they, they, contained, they contained a uh, rubberized or, or a, uh, a wax ta uh, canvas tarp, you know, uh, which was great for keeping things off. Then it had a ground sheet cover, you know, a couple of thin quilts, um, you know, a um, couple of other things in it. It was really quite the thing. A tinder box, which is something that I've been meaning to do for a long time is create myself a proper tinder box. And I even bought myself, I, I kept trying to think, why did I buy this, 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 this tin for mints? And I've still got the tin. I'm like, well, what was I going to do with this? And I said, oh yeah, I wanted to make a tinder box out of it. Mm -hmm. So if you buy some mints that are in a tin, a good solid tin that closes down nice, you can turn that into a tinder box, which will stay relatively dry. And in that tinder box, you want to put some matches and a bunch of cotton fibers and then get yourself a flint and steel or just a flint. You'll have you'll always have a steel if you have your knife. I don't have a flint. I've got to get myself a flint, but I'm going to use my ferro rod. I've got a small ferro rod I'm going to stick in there and I'll use that. that. And then I'm going to start practicing because the tinder box, you would light the tinder on the inside of the box and use that to light your fire. And then when you're done, you close your tinderbox and snuff that fire out and put the tinderbox away. And thereby you have a nice dry tinderbox ready to go next time. Oh, cool. So I'm going to be experimenting with that as I'm going out, as I'm going out hunting and building myself fires and stuff. Trying to learn that skill because it's a skill. And it's a skill yeah. that I used to know how to do, but I've forgotten it. So it's something I'm going to be practicing and working on. 
Rain slicker, which I've got one of those. Great type of, I've got a great uh, an oil slicker. So if you can afford one, buy yourself a good oil slicker. If not, well, you'll have to find out some other rain slicker. Plastic ones, well, you know, the rubber ones, they're, they're okay. They'll work, but they get damaged really easy and fast. You need something like the good, like mine is uh, cotton, uh, it's a good cotton oil slicker, one of the uh, Outback ones. I can't remember what brand mine is, but it's one of those really high-end ones that people often go to for extreme outdoor camping. Yep. I can't remember what it's called, but it seems to have lasted for like five years through scouts, camping, all kinds of stuff. It's yeah. pretty damn good. Yeah, well, if you take care of them, like I'll take care of mine. Mine will last me the rest of my life. Yeah, that's the trick is you got to take care of them and you got to be willing to spend the initial amount of money because it will give you back a return that is well beyond whatever you pay. Yep. And that's the thing is, is buying high quality stuff. If you can, if you can mm -hmm. save the money and get the money together to buy the high quality, always buy the high quality because it will, la it will far outlast the short quality and you'll be much happier in the end. Like shoes. If you buy the $30 shoes, you'll buy $30 shoes about six times a year. But if you just spend the 200 right off the bat, you'll have the shoes for about three or four years. Yep. Thereby saving yourself money. Yeah. But it's hard to have that money up front sometimes. Yeah. All right, bandana, something I started wearing about three years ago before it became uh, the fad. Required? What's that? Yeah, before it became <laughs> the fad. I was wearing a bandana long before it became a fad. And then I discovered I could stick it over my face, go into the bank, and act like I was robbing the place. <laughs> yep, my partner gets a kick out of it every time. Every time I walk in there with a bandana and my oil and my slicker, my cowboy hat on, my boots, it's like all I need is six gun on my hip and 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 just say, stick them up. I'm I want your money. <laughs> That's what goes through my mind every time I go into a bank now. <laughs> Men never really grow up. No, we never do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but the bandana is something extremely useful. I started wearing it because in the summertime. It allowed me a, a something to wipe the, the sweat off my face, and that sweat would then cool and help help keep me cool. Or I could soak it in water, put it on my neck, and keep me cool. And in the winter time, it turned out that it actually kept me warm. And then yeah, I'd use it's a, like, it's like a constant scarf. Yeah, it's like it was like a, per, a permanent scarf. And then of course, when I had smokier stuff, I'd hold over my face for smoke, and you know, lots of great uses for a bandana. And that's why cowboys warm. And then cold weather gear. Must always have cold weather gear with them. Because mm -hmm. you never know, especially if you're out in the wilderness, you never know when the cold weather will overtake you. Well, sometimes even when you do know, you still need to have that cold weather yep. with you. You do. All right. Another one here is the cowboy. This is instructions for how to make a cowboy bedroll. I feel like my phone hasn't stopped since I moved into my new place. Hasn't stopped what? Going off, like ringing since I moved into my new place. Oh. They all congratulating you on your move? Yeah. It's funny, right. we moved into a smaller place, and yet it's so much better than our last place. The dishwasher even works. Yay, you have a dishwasher. Lucky you. I do. It's fancy, and it works which makes it a million times fancier than the one in the last place we were in. 
Hmm. All right. Well, you can see by the picture, which just vanished from the screen and is reappearing, <laughs> that a cowboy bedroll is huge. Oh, yeah. This is what what's because it always it always disturbed me when I'd see cowboy movies, Western movies, and the cowboys are right off and they have this little teeny tiny bedroll behind them on the on the back of the horse. And I'm thinking, how the hell can that possibly be enough to sleep in? Magic? Well, that's Movie pretty magic. much that's pretty much what it was. It was magic. <laughs> it was magic. But it it's like I couldn't figure it out. And then then and then as I got into somebody's like, oh okay, I see that was just for the TV or television or movies, you know, so it didn't look horrible. Because it looked cooler mm -hmm. to have a little beady bed roll than to have a big one. That's also part of the reason why the cowboys ended up having a horse most times, because they didn't want to carry the damn thing. Yeah, because it, it, it probably weighed about twenty pounds by itself. Minimum. Oh. I have uh, what is referred to as a sleeping bag, and it is about the same size once it's all rolled up. Yeah. And it has the same capability of handling like 30 below. It's an amazing sleeping bag. It's canvas on the outside, fantastic. Mm -hmm. But it's heavy, and I would not want to hike 10 kilometers with that bloody thing. Oh, yeah. But Bring in the back of my truck, which is the modern day version of a horse. Yep. Problem. And see, this is the interesting thing they talk about. The canvas is waxed, but not waterproof. You know, mm -hmm. you know, you make it as big as you want, you know, and they go through how to make it. They, they talk about using a 10 foot by 20 foot canvas to make it. And they show you how to fold it, put some foam in the middle. Uh, fold it up, roll it up, get everything all rolled together. You know, they talk about the blankets you need in there, some quilts. You put some quilts inside it. You know, Did they or... put sheep, uh, sheep fuzz? Uh, what's that called? Uh, wool, sheep wool in there? Mm, they don't describe it in this, but you could. You could put whatever inside it you want. You know, there's a video here on, a, on an old cowboy making it for you, and he uses mm -hmm. wool blankets for his. That makes sense. So it's all a matter of what you prefer in there. And mm. you can make it into a very comfy bed. You know, something you can take with you. So, yeah. So anyway, I thought that was an interesting thing. All right. A couple more things. And then we're going to wander off into Never Never Land and Alt Tech. All right. Sounds like a plan. First one here is eight items that disappeared immediately after Hurricane Harvey. And this is something to think about because this is eight items that disappear after every major event. This is not just what happened at Hurricane Harvey. This is every major event. And this should tell you the things you need to be stocked up on and prepared for. Because I'm things that disappear. What's that? I'm going to guess 12 papers is one of them. Uh, I don't know if it's listed on this list, but shit tickets are definitely something you want. Unless you happen to have a whole pile of plants in your backyard growing shit tickets. Yeah, we don't have a yard, so. <laughs> yeah, well, which is what I have. I have I have a whole bunch of uh, cowboy toilet paper growing in the backyard. It turns out it keeps growing <laughs> in the wintertime. Oh, cool. Yeah, I've been checking on things. All right, so number one thing, food. Making sure you have enough food stocks. Yeah. This is one that is not optional, people. This, aside from, they should have listed water above food, but they list food, then water. 
It should have been listed water, which is absolutely not optional. And then food is only optional for the first two or three weeks. After that, it's no yeah. longer optional. But food probably vanished first, in all honesty. Yeah, because that's people because people immediately think about food, then they think about water because yeah. you don't think about water until you get thirsty. Whereas yeah. food, you think about it all the freaking time as a human being. Mm -hmm. So that's probably why they listed it first because it probably vanished first. Yeah, probably. But yeah, it's true. It 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 it's how it works. But yeah, they should you should be thinking water then food. It's like one of the things I covered in last week's show was in your preparation or if you're caught in a shit hits the fan scenario or you're caught in the wilderness and you're lost your number one thing you think about well before anything else is shelter and water you know yeah. you got you got to make you got to have water you got enough water to build your shelter you get your shelter many people think about food first and food mm -hmm. should be way down the list because you can go for a couple of weeks without food but water, you don't have very much time. And depending on the conditions you're in, shelter is a number one thing to be dealing with. Three weeks without food, three days without water. Yeah, the rules are three. Mm -hmm. Three minutes without air, three minutes or three days without water, three weeks without food. The rules are three. Yep. All right, so water, you got food. So all the grocery stores are empty. They'll be long empty after an SHTF. So if you don't have it, you're, you're toast. Next one is water. It's like as soon as things go start going wrong, number one thing you should be doing is every container you have in your house while the water is still running in your house, you should be filling up. That includes your bathtub, oh, yeah. your bathtub, uh, big buckets, barrels, kitchen sinks, everything you have that will hold water, you just fill it. Fill it with water from your taps as fast as you can you're going to need something a water. lot of people don't know is that the back of the toilet where you lift the lid off that water is totally fine as long as you don't put chemicals in there yeah yeah it's it's perfectly drinkable as long as you have, don't have those blue tablets in there shelter so we've already covered shelter number one another, another thing fuel this is something that people should be thinking about right about now if they're not paying attention out there you really need to pay paying attention. We have a shortage of fuel coming up. We're talking yeah. gasoline, diesel, propane, natural gas, coal. You name the fuel, we've got shortages coming. So I know I, I know I went out and bought myself another 20 liter uh, can the other day and filled it with gas just so I make sure I have more than enough fuel to run the generators here if I if I need them this winter. And so I won't have to stress those. So, and if you're like me and live in an apartment building and have nowhere to kind of extra fuel, no. uh, just make sure that your gas tank is... If it gets down to half, make sure you fill it up the rest of the way. That way you can still get from place to place. Yep, never let your gas so, tank get low. Always top it up. Yeah. Exactly. Always keep the gas tank as full as you can. Also feels better to, you know, keep your gas tank full and know you only spent a little bit of money versus running it to empty and suddenly spending a hundred bucks in gas. Yeah, also your car is much happier with you. Yep. Trash bags, something a lot of people don't think about. Trash bags. Trash bags. Or Ziploc bags or any bags, but 
trash bags in particular, because, you know, you're going to have to deal with your trash. It's true. I hadn't really thought about that. I always have way too many trash bags, but that's just kind of, you know, a thing. <laughs> they, they come in large boxes, so <coughs> the largest box there is, and you always have too many. Yeah, well, you're one of the few. Most people don't have too many. Really? Mm-hmm. Most people only I have a, enough trash bags for a month in their house. I buy the hundred box. Uh, I buy the hundred trash bag box. I only yep. use about. Well, you should probably have two of those on hand. That's what I do. Yeah. Bleach. This is know, something. There's there's leaky trash bags. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna let you finish talking about trash bags. <laughs> and you're off mic or something. I'm not off mic at all. I haven't changed. It's probably just the weird connection that we've had all night. Yeah, suddenly it's you're coming in a lot quieter. <clears throat> That's odd. Another thing people don't think about is bleach. You should yeah, always have a... You can use it to purify water. You can use it to purify water, sanitize many, many things. Mm -hmm. um, there's lots and lots of uses for bleach. You should always have a couple of gallons of bleach. I tried to keep a couple of gallons at home. And uh, gotta... Hendian says, greetings. Can't stay long. What's up with the echo, echo, echo on Amber's voice? It's sometimes hard to make out what she's saying. Oh, that is it. Okay, so it is still so happening. Okay, echo hasn't left. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Let's see here. I'm going to try something. It's talking, good to talking, see talking. You again, I've been away for a bit. So good to Hold see on, kid. Familiar people. Talking, 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 talking. Okay, no, that's not it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you've been away for two weeks, and uh, we've got yep. oddball things happening here with this computer tonight, and I've been unable to completely solve them. Yeah, so part of the reason we weren't able to solve them is because we only had Sean to be able to tell us that there was an echo. And then he fucking wandered off and didn't help us any further. Exactly. He wants us to have a smoke, which in this building, you have to go outside and down off the property in order to have a smoke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the echo is all about, and uh, I don't think it's the speakers. Oh, that... that's fixed it. Whatever Some... you did, fixed it. Something fixed it? Yep. Okay. That's well, I will take the fix. So just don't touch it. <laughs> Thanks, Endian. It's good to be back. Yeah, well, good to be back. Nice to see you, even if it is briefly. All right. <laughs> Other things you might want is tarps, ropes, and plywood, and that's pretty much it for that. All right, let's see what tarps we got. Tarps and rope is probably more useful than plywood. Mm -hmm. Oh, apparently he spoke too soon. The echo is indeed back. Oh, then I know but... what happened. Okay. Keep talking, kid. Let's see if it still happens. Okay, so what I was going to say is... Just having ropes and tarp is probably more useful than ropes, tarp, and plywood because you can use sticks or whatever in place of plywood, but you can never replace ropes and tarp the same way. Hmm. So it's probably the most useful to just have ropes and tarp. Yeah. <clears throat> well, one of the things that they didn't mention in the other one that we covered here on the cowboy stuff was, oh, they did cover it, and we forgot to mention it was cords. And, of course, the cowboys, they didn't have um, paracord, which is what we have now. They would have loved yeah. paracord, so they had to use leather, rawhide strips, 
picking strings, whatever. And those things and were used. Okay, well, then then I, I hit the right button and it's fixed. I will go with that. You fondled the correct button. Good on you. Yes, yes. I, I, teased it. <laughs> I teased it so it's all no longer overly excited and having to repeat itself. Moving on. <laughs> all right. Well, the stuff we're going to get into next, um, well, we're not going to get into it. When, we'll get into it in a couple minutes here, but we're going to have to leave Facebook for it. But I want to cover what I can still hear on the Facebook before we go full-blown into Odyssey. Because mm-hmm. we are multi-streaming for everyone out there. And for those that didn't catch it earlier, you want to support the show, you can go to our links, which are in the YouTube stream at the top of the, uh, top of the chat, which is for uh, Streamlabs. You can go to our store and buy mugs, T-shirts, and and hoodies, or you can just donate to the show by clicking the links in there. And the link to Odyssey is in there, so you can pop over to Odyssey and catch the rest of the show for those that come and watch this show at a later date and time. Where we, we actually get truly entertaining. Yes, well, I've got some really cool things. Now, I've got something here we can talk about here. This is a new segment that I've discovered. It's the Out of Place Artifact segment. Oh, I love that. That is a fantastic segment to have. Yeah, and because I keep, this stuff pops up in many of my streams and all over the place because I'm always searching up this stuff and researching it. So I've got one here, and this like one the here. Rolex watch found in the Egyptian tomb? What's that? Like the Rolex watch found in the Egyptian tomb? I don't have that one. You'll have to bring that link to the show. Okay. Here's one here was the mysterious stone egg of Lake Winnipesaukee. Oh, cool. And this is a solid, looks like black onyx egg that was found when they were working. And it's got strange symbols on it, you know, and I'm looking at the symbols and being a druid, some of the symbols are druidic, but some of the symbols aren't. And it's really a couple of the symbols look like they're First Nations. And the Mm -hmm. pictures, the pictures are taking their sweet time loading. Let's see if I can get them loaded here. That's because you're in a hurry. You want to get shown, and it's just like, nah. No, well, there's something else here. Let's see where the well, the photos are still not loaded. I mean, you could actually take parts there we go. of the uh, Egyptian pyramids and see that they are objects out of time because what, what the... Officials call the um, sacrificial pictures. They're perfectly cut blocks of uh, same stone as that egg. Yep. Onyx. And yeah, so they're perfectly cut stones of onyx into actual squares, perfect squares. Oh, yeah. And there's no place for blood to drain or anything. So I don't think they're actually sacrificial places. Yeah. But it's very interesting the way that of our everyday knowledge kind of things like the pyramids have completely replaced items. So you can look at here two of the sides of the three sides that are carved. One side has a ear of corn carved on it. And mm-hmm. then it's hard to say what this other symbol is. You know, it could be, like could be a leg or something else. Over on the other, on the other one, the big M symbol is reminiscent of 
astrology, but it's also a similar symbol that's used in rune stones, along with yeah, the symbol underneath, which is the never-ending circle that comes out. Mm -hmm. But the one in the middle looks kind of like a quarter moon with a couple of eyeballs and a couple of arrows, so it's an oddball one. It actually looks like the destin, but we use on uh, bottles of like chlorine and stuff. Yeah. And then the third, the third one has this face carved in it. Hmm. And this face has a lot of European features in it. Have you ever noticed that face is everywhere? What's that? That face is everywhere. Yeah. It's on every continent. <clears throat> It's in every historical thing. That face is always somewhere, and it's always either fertility or moon. Yeah, well, it's got it's got a narrow nose, thin lips, um, oval eyes, you know. So it's it's different. So at any rate, it's that awesome. was a that was a neat one. I thought that one was neat. It is. Then I've got another one here. You know, desert glass which was formed by ancient atomic bombs. Hey, what? Desert glass formed by ancient atomic bombs. Ancient atomic bombs. You're not talking about like the 50s and 60s. No, we're talking like uh, tens of thousands of years. Atomic, atomic bombs were used. You know, we don't have any proof except for the fact that this yellow glass mm -hmm. has been found in the deserts of, uh, where's the deserts at? So they tell you in here. Yeah, see, they, they talk about, they got the first quote here when uh, Oppenheimer, the creator of the atomic bomb, was lecturing at college, and a student asked if it was the first atomic test co conducted, and his answer was yes, in modern times. Thereby making it, what? You know, if you actually listen to the answer, it's like, wait a minute. It's either the first one or it's not. But in modern times, does that mean there were atomic bombs in ancient times? And they go on through here. They talk about it. And it's in the, I can't remember the, uh, the Great Sand Sea. In the dunes of the Great Sand Sea is where they found this glass. And the amount of this glass that was found, some people try to write it off as meteors or others, but the problem is the glass matches the same kind of glass that was created in the Nevada deserts during the atomic tests. Which is interesting, considering yeah. the fact that that's the same area where Atlantis was thought to be. Yep. So wouldn't it be interesting if Atlantis had actually been destroyed by atomic bombs? Well, it's hard to say. Now, a couple other things. I got it listed under strange stuff, but they should be out-of-place artifacts, sort of, but it, they are still strange. It's one of my favorites. Every time, every once in a while, I go researching it. It's the Black Knight Satellite. Black Knight Satellite, okay. You haven't heard about that? No. It's an alien satellite that has been orbiting the Earth that was discovered before Sputnik was put into the air. And at the time, the Russians accused the Americans of putting it up there, and the Americans accused the Russians of putting it up there. Oh. <coughs> and said, supposedly, it's been there for 13,000 years, observing the Earth. And there's a photo of it. Oh, that thing. Yeah. Oh, 
Yep. Okay, yeah, I do recognize that picture. Yeah, it's called the Black Knight Satellite. Nobody okay. knows what it is. Nobody knows who created it. Nobody knows how it got there. But it's been there probably, ever since. Probably the ancestors of the same people that put up the first bloody satellites. Mm -hmm. It's been there since before we put up our first satellites. That we know of. That we know of. But yeah, so anyway, that was kind of cool. Uh, supposedly, Nicholas Te Tesla might have been talking to it back when he was doing his testing. Which would make sense. So. Tesla was an interesting fellow. Yep, he was. He's actually one of my personal heroes. Yep. So anyway, I thought that one was kind of cool. If you wanted to go down a rabbit hole, that's a really deep rabbit hole to go chasing down that. Now, the oh, yeah. other one I've got here, and this will be the last item we cover before we dive into uh, Odyssey. Because, well, after we finish these two items here, we've got to go into the stuff that I really want to cover. I've been trying to do it for two weeks, and I just didn't have time. All, All right. right. The first one here is the 1907 report of giant skeletons found amongst a cache of dwarf skeletons in South Dakota. That one is very interesting. Yeah. And this is this is basically just a short news article that talks about it. So Yeah, back when news articles actually cover things. Yeah, when they actually put real news in the newspapers. <laughs> So at any rate, they talk about finding this giant skeleton and that it was more than eight feet high. And then they found a bunch of copper, copper implements as well as several, several of bone. And one of the graves were two copper idols about eight inches tall. So unfortunately, they didn't have photos back then on their, on their articles as often. But I thought that was fascinating, and the giant skeletons are one every once in a while. I get bored, and I go chasing down that to see what's been found new and recent. One of the things that I came across was very wealthy individuals have been buying up all these things, like the giant skeletons, and then removing them from history. In what? Removing them from history, like destroying oh. them or burying them. Well, That's what... one of the things I... Go ahead. I just said that's one of the things I came across. Oh, yeah. Well, the other thing was is a lot of the giant skeletons were snatched up by the uh, Smithsonian Institute and destroyed. <laughs> and it took it took, uh, took a lot of lawsuits to get all that information released from the Smithsonian. But by then, the skeletons have been long since destroyed. Which is a true shame. It's a shame we've lost a big, large chunk of the history of this planet. Yeah. Here's another one, a 1916 report of a seven of seven feet plus horned skeletons. Horned skeletons. Horned. Yes. Oh, horned. Okay. Horned. H o r n n h o r n e d. Horned. Versus horny, but horned. <laughs> And so I thought that one was fascinating. So they literally found a family of devils. Hmm. I wonder if they were just fake. Yeah, well, who knows? But in Binghamton, Bing, Bing 
Professor Skinner of the American Indian Museum. Why is it always Skinner? I don't know. It's always Skinner and Moorhead. <laughs> always. At any rate, they found these. In the mound they uncovered were found the bones of 68 men, which are believed to have been buried 700 years ago, probably longer. The average height of these men was 7 feet, while many were much taller. Further evidence of their gigantic size was found in large celts or axes hewn from stone and buried in the grave. On some of the skulls, two inches above the perfectly formed foreheads, were protuberances of bone. Members of the expedition say that it is the first discovery of its kind on record and a valuable contribution to the history of early races. And the, um, the skulls, the skulls, a few, the skull and a few bones were sent to the American Indian Museum, which nobody knows what happened to them after that. Hmm. Well, Andy has a short article about a tall tale. Okay. And Echo is partially back. Not too bad. Sounds like Amber is in a deep well. Yeah, well, I, I don't know what to do about that. It's got to be coming from your end. Gotta do a rain dance or something. Mm -hmm. Maybe a rain go away dance? That'd be nice. Yeah. All right. Well, I think it's time for us to uh, wander out. I need to go get another beer. And uh, when we come back, we're going to be strictly on Odyssey. I'm going to turn off the Facebook, the Twitter, and or the Twitch, and the YouTube. And we will continue streaming on Odyssey. Awesome. So, Hamdian, if you're able to stick around for a while, head over to Odyssey. Head over to Odyssey. That's where it's going to be really fun because we're going to get into subjects that we're not allowed to discuss here on Facebook <laughs> or on YouTube or on any of the others. Anyway, a little bit of music while I go find a beer, drain my squirrel bladder, and uh, move us on over. Let's go with uh, this one. Uh-oh, that crashed. Why'd that crash? Things are... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Drop your pants next to the bed That's just what the woman said Look upon her face, it was mighty boy Drop your toys and stay a while She said, come in with a smile Told her I was not that kind of boy I was just a boy of teens It was yesterday, it seems Walking down the street after a dance by the corner stood a girl with her hair all up in curls. Promotion to me wasn't hard to grasp. Well, she had things I'd never seen, and Lord knows I was pretty green. She motioned me to follow her seat path. She said, honey, come upstairs. I knelt and said my prayers. As I closed the door, here's what she said to me. Come here, you sweet thing. Drop your pants next to the bed. That's just what the woman said. Look upon her face, was mighty boy. Drop your drawers and stay a while. She said, come in with a smile. Told her I was not that kind of boy. Well, I knew not what to do, so I just moved my shoes. After all, I didn't know her well. I was nervous as could be, but she smiled so patiently. The room was cool, but I was hot as hell. Drop your pants next to the bed, that's just what the woman said. The look upon her face was my toy. 
Shit, pit, shit, piss, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits, asshole. You still there? Uh oh. I don't know. Can you hear me? Yeah, now I can. All right. You were gone. I'm just double checking to make sure we're no longer on any of these other channels. All right. For some reason, everything's loading really, really slow. I just want to make sure we're still live on. Okay, we're no longer on YouTube. Excellent. I canceled that stream. Yep, that one's done. I don't know about Facebook. I can't really load Facebook right now. Everything everything I connect to the internet right now is just running just piss poorly slowly. It's really quite mm. a drag. I don't understand this. This has happened both here and at the... Uh, Brewery Overlook computer system. Maybe it's an issue with the program. Mm. Could be. Could very well be. All right, so off we go. Let's go wander down the rabbit holes. What the hell? Whatever's going to work is going to work. If it's still running on some of the other platforms, well, so be it. They boot our ass off there. So uh, I'm just going to start this portion off with my theory as to why marriage was created. No, 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 no. That's not what's going to start it. No, no. Why not? I have a very special thing to start this show. This segment of the show is brought to you by... Let's see how fast it loads. We need this to load fast. I actually got to work on getting things to work a little better. Come on. Load, load. This section of the show is brought to you by... It's brought to you by Pfizer. <laughs> CBS Health Watch Spun. Oh, come on. Don't choke on me now. You put it on the spot, man. It's nervous. Goodbye. Pfizer. 
Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. This letter report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports Update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the Press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer. <laughs> Is the list done? <laughs> the list is done. There's okay. no there's no conflict out there. <laughs> no conflict. No conflict here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got to do a better job of uh, of all of that. So. <laughs> so my next my next job is to figure out how to get this com- these computers to run smoother once I get everything pulling together. All right. So you want to talk about marriage? Yes, I have a theory about why marriage was created. Okay. So to give a little background, I am mainly friends with guys. And most of the guys that I am friends with are bachelors by choice because they, like me, have realized that most women are absolutely psychotic and they're not really worth dating. So as I have been chatting with my guy friends over the years, I've noticed that they have this kind of odd stupidity to them. Like, for instance, one of my closest buddies has been finding himself on his kitchen floor a lot with his back thrown out. Another one of my buddies has recently thrown his back out again and is going to be knocked out for the next, like, four or five days while he sleeps in order to give his back a rest. Another one of my buddies has ended up throwing his entire body out so badly that he can't even get up out of bed. All of these guys are single. However... All the guys that I'm friends with who have wives, like good wives, not just, you know, flavor of the moment wives, but actual partners in their life, they have all managed to start taking care of themselves. Mm -hmm. And they have all started to get better at health-wise and, you know, move forward in life. Yeah. So my new theory about marriage was that it was created in order to extend the life expectancy Hello. That's my new theory. Life expectancy. I heard life expectancy, and then you cut right out. Life expectancy of men extended. Oh. Yes. Well, that because is a nobody has like a, like a wife. Yes. Well, that's true, but it doesn't always work. There's a lot of men I know that don't seem to care, and they're on the sixty-five and out plan. Yeah, but are they with the proper partner, or are they with the flavor of the moment? Well, some of them have been with their partner for 17 years, so I would assume it's more than the flavor of the moment. Okay, well, this is my current theory. I'm sure I'll come up with a new one another six months. Yep. But I really do think that a lot of times, the only way a man takes care of himself is when there is a woman standing there saying, you're going to sleep on the fucking couch if you don't start taking care of yourself. Yeah. Or in my case, I threaten to sleep on the couch because I like the couch and I don't want to give the couch out to him. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny that I actually threaten I will sleep on the couch if you don't go baby, and it works. <laughs> Interesting. What? Uh, we're still live on Twitch. I can't seem to disconnect. Oh, really? Yeah. That is interesting. It was supposed to disconnect, so we might still be live on Facebook, too. Cool. Mm. 
Oh well, we'll see how long the uh, how long it lasts before they just shut us down. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah, you've got a point. That could very well be for marriage, uh, but marriage um, marriage was actually created in ancient times so that men could be more assured of who their progeny were. Because a mother always knows who their children are, a father never knows. At least he didn't until the last 20 years or so when DNA became readily available. Well, even when it, with the DNA readily available, not all men are very sure. Yeah, well, if, if the DNA matches, it matches. But unless, of course, it's their brother that's doing it, then the DNA will still match, and it could be their brother. Yeah. Also, uh, DNA results can falsify. Yeah, well, they can be falsified, but chances are they're not. So at any rate, so yeah, I wonder why that didn't shut down. It was supposed to shut down. Last time I did this and I turned off the other channels, they all shut down. I don't know. Hmm. That's weird. Maybe, maybe they didn't shut down because we're like, mm, nah, you guys going to get in trouble. All right, well, here we go. Let's go wander down. Brought to you by Pfizer. I have been collecting a crap load of stuff to deal with. Just buy those face masks off the shelf. I bought 10 boxes of them for myself. Didn't help me much, and now I'm totally screwed. Oh, no, I got the Wuhan flu. I got myself a case of Wuhan flu. Alrighty, let's go wander into the Rona. Rona gonna get you. We're gonna be talking about all kinds of stuff that is pretty much banned absolutely on YouTube. We might get away with it on Twitch, but uh, not for too long. And Facebook, I'm pretty sure it's banned there too. So if we're still live on oh, Facebook, yeah. well, so be it. This is what it is. All right, first thing we wanna talk about is many people have been talking about this and what I, I went down a deep, dark rabbit hole with this sucker. I mean, oh, yeah. I sucked away like 14 hours of my time on this sucker. Yeah, that is a deep one for you. Yeah, it's like it, I, I end up reading and reading and reading. We'll start with the easy part because everyone's heard, well, most people have heard about the Georgia Guidestones. And they keep, you know, this is what the Rona is all about. It's all about the Georgia Guidestones. You know, the first thing on the Georgia Guidestones is... Limit the population of 500,000. Let's, let's read the things that are on the Georgia Guidestones. If you don't know what the Georgia Guidestones are, go look them up. Okay? Go look them up and find out what they are and learn. And this is the thing. It's like I'd always heard the tidbits, and I, I just kind of ignored it. And I went, yeah, whatever. It's just a bunch of blather. You know? But I finally decided, all right, I need to find out what these are and how this relates to the crap around the Wuhan flu. And... The first thing in the Georgia Guidestones is that they've got 10 commandments basically on the Georgia Guidestones. That's basically how you can read them. And they read okay. as follows. Number one, maintain humanity under 500,000 in perpetual balance with nature. Hmm. Number, number two, guide reproduction wisely 
improving fitness and diversity. Oh, we certainly haven't been doing that for the last Number decade. three, unite humanity with a living new language. Number huh? four, rule, passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Number five, protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Okay, hang on. Number six, no, no, we're going to read all 10 of these first. All 10 of okay. these, and then we'll get into them. Number six, let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Number seven, avoid petty laws and useless officials. Number eight, balance personal rights with social duties. Number nine, prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. Number 10, be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. Okay, those are the Ten Commandments on here. Now we can dig into them a little bit. The number one, this is the one that you, you only hear about this one. And that's maintain humanity under 500,000. And what, they, what everyone's like, this is their goal. They're going to they're gonna depopulate the planet down to 500,000. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Now you had one that, that got you and that was... Protect people and no, it was real passion. No, it was a, which one was it that really got you? Well, once you told me to shut up and let you finish reading, I realized that five, six, eight, nine, and ten really galls me. Why does why does five protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts gall you? Okay, protect people and nations with fair laws and just things. Okay, just courts, um, not just things, just courts. Just courts. Courts is not just, it never has been. It is a set of rules that is set down by the vote of the majority, which yep. usually means whoever has the most money gets to vote. Therefore, it is rules set in place to help those who mm. are in a certain level of society. Yeah. That really calls me. Holy shit, we actually and... have nine people watching on Odyssey. Oh, cool. Right. <laughs> so. That really goes me because what the fuck? No, that that's not an option. Yeah, well. Number six. Hmm? Keep going. Number six. Number, number six. six uh, number six was let 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 all nations rule internally, resolving the external disputes in a um, world court. Yeah, that really just makes me think of allowing siblings to figure it out themselves. Yeah, well, it is allowing siblings to figure it out themselves, and if they got a dispute with a number another family, then mm -hmm. they then they go to a, a third party source to do, to deal with that dispute. Yeah, except for usually when you do that, it's eye for an eye makes the world go blind. Yes, all, well, I know, but that's what happens. But that's not what's supposed to happen. But anyway, all right. So uh, number nine was balance personal rights with social dis, uh, social duties. Why did that one go you? Personal rights with social responsibilities. The whole world is preaching social responsibility. You've got to wear a mask to save the week. Well, fuck you all. Mm -hmm. No, 
social responsibility does not entail the whole it breaks my brain. Yes, it, it, it is hard to, when you look at it like that, yes, that's hard because, okay, but what is social responsibility? Personal rights and social responsibility doesn't mean everyone wear a mask and everyone get a fucking jab to protect everyone. That's not a social responsibility. Personal, personal responsibility is, you know, wash your hands, you know, practice some hygiene. You know, that's what the other people should do. Wash their hands, practice hygiene. Same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah. Mm -hmm. And number nine, well, well, sorry, go ahead. Keep going. So that's the issue. If we live in a freaking free world, then yes, that would be all that would be required. However, mm -hmm. we don't live in a free world. And what do we define social by? We define yeah. social by the social economy in our current state of affairs. Therefore, yeah. this particular rule refers to here and now. No, you had nine. Oh, nine and ten. Sorry. Okay. Nine was prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. What was wrong with that one? What is um, ten? Okay, number two. No, you had nine. Sorry. What no. is love, beauty, and harmony? What how truth, do we define those things? Especially truth. beauty. Truth, beauty, and and love. Truth, beauty, and love. Well, you they're individually defined. You know, it, it's that's a tough thing. Is is truth truth well truth is easily defined for the most part. Yes. Beauty is it's always been in the eye of the beholder, and love has always been in the eye of the beholder. But each person should prize their own truths, their own beauty, and their own love. But the key phrase here is seeking harmony with the infinite. Mm -hmm. What's the problem with seeking so, harmony with the infinite? Isn't that the ultimate goal of humans anyways, to seek harmony with the infinite? Isn't that why we created all of the ridiculous religions on the planet? They're all seeking they're all seeking harmony with the infinite. So what's the issue? My issue is the way that this is worded, it can be interpreted any way people want. Well, that's true. If if you're supposed to seek beauty, mm -hmm. well look at all of our Hollywood stars they're seeking beauty yep. are they happy yeah well who knows that Probably one not. just bugs me based on my own personal all right well here's the final one that seems to get you be not a cancer on the earth leave room for nature leave room for nature what's wrong that yeah there's nothing wrong with the statement except for the fact that it can be interpreted in such a way that we are expected to execute ourselves and mm -hmm. remove our entirely from the earth in which case the governments are doing well okay well you know what i'm about to do mm -hmm. i'm about to to make your mind melt okay because what if these are not commandments about what the elite want to do to the planet 
but what if these are a list of warnings of what's going to happen to the planet? Oh, that makes so much more sense. What if, what if this is a warning about what is about to come down the pike for our planet right now? This is the rabbit hole I went down that sucked away. And I can still be reading it. Finally, what I did was I had to just shut it off and go back to I, I haven't even finished what's available here. There's a link in the site, in the show notes. These links will be in the show notes. All the receipts are in the show notes, folks. The links will be there. This is at amala.org slash Georgia Guidestones. And this author has taken a very different look at the Georgia Guidestones. Who created them, why they're created, what they mean, and that they are a warning for what's coming. A warning, my issues with this whole thing definitely makes a lot of sense. They're a warning that if humans don't figure some shit out soon, we've got problems. Yeah. And he goes into this. And it's like, this is the first thing I read on his site. And then oh, he's got his reference library. And he goes on to why there are 13 stones who created the stones, where they came from. They actually came from a branch off of a Masonic Lodge. Which makes sense. And there's an explanation. He, he talks about the other pieces that are never talked about, the stones, the explanatory tablet, and why the stones were placed. When they were placed, there's also the thing that these stones are a an astronomical observatory. Mm. There's a whole lot to these stones and what's going on with them. And I can't go into everything. It's like, I'm still processing the information I got into on this. You know, mm -hmm. is even the weight of the stones, the type of the stones, the granite the stones was made from, the granites that the different stones were made from, the capstones, the cornerstones, the cubes. It's like, there's so many things yeah. in this. That is it's so like, yeah. and then of course, this is what got this is what got me doing it because he also went on he's the one who identified the thing that got me well he he identified the three groups that i've been trying to identify for the last couple of years of this scamdemic and that mm -hmm. is i felt that there was a war in the amongst the elites Mm. And because there's so many contradictory things happening, it's almost like the elites are warring with each other. And being just the plebes, we get battered around like a cat with a yeah. with two or three mice. It's like a cat with two or three mice. He just smacks one every once in a while, whichever one comes in range. And that's mm. what the plebe or what the elite have been doing to us. But there's three elite groups. He calls one of the groups the thinkers. He calls the others the... Um, something of job um let's see if i can find it in here he lists them in here i figured it was a new generation of nope having nope it's not that it's there's three groups and there's the jesuits there's the jesuits the thinkers and the prodigy of job is what he calls them hmm. and the prodigy of job are the more evil ones the evilest ones are the jesuits and the, the thinkers are the ones that are trying to warn the rest of humanity and trying to help the rest of humanity. 
So, and that's what he goes into. And that's just part of it. And then, of course, the thing about the uh, Marty McFly, and because this is a movie I know backwards and forwards, you know, the oh, yeah. Back to the Future. It used to be my my going to sleep movie. I watched this so much I could I can recite I can recite lines from it. But all of a yeah. sudden he he pointed out things that I'd seen and I'd never even realized. And this movie was a prediction of things to come. And once he pointed these out, I started looking and went, holy fuck, he was right. Can and you explain any of them? I've been thinking about it since you mentioned it. You're going to have to read this stuff. I, I can't explain wow. it. It's stuck in my head, but I can't get it all out. And I can't regurgitate it in a cognitive manner. That sucks. And, but he, he explains this stuff so very well. And mm -hmm. he takes it apart and he tells you. He also goes into several other movies. That's why I'm trying to get a copy of Tomorrowland right now. Because Tomorrowland... Wow. Tomorrowland was one of the final movies the thinkers put out as a final warning to humanity for what's coming. And Did you watch that on Netflix or Prime? I, it's not, I don't have Netflix, so it's not there. It's not on Prime Video for free. Hmm. So I'm probably going to have to buy a copy of it. just Because so, I, I got to watch it. I got to be able to watch it over and over so I can catch all the different things in it. Yeah. Because they bury these things in the, in the movies. They bury them in there. And the other thing he points out is one of the big things he points out. It's not just the thing, the the sequence of things that happen in the movie, but it's the time allocated to the scene in the movie. The numbers. It's like these people, these, yeah, well, 1.44 minutes. Or the important oh. opening scene is five and a half minutes long for Back to the Future. Okay, oh. and at exactly 1.44 minutes, a reference to the 144,000 in the revelation happens. Oh, yeah, and, that's that's stuff I wouldn't catch. Well, see, this the thing is, is my my whole life I've been fascinated with numbers, time travel, hidden messages in the Bible, the numbers, why these numbers, what happens. So what's happened was he helped me pull together a lot of stuff that has just annoyed me for so long. And so he goes into this, but he gets into, there's so many other things in here, links in here. Once you start reading this site, you end up in multiple places. He's got the builders, the vows of silence, you know, and then you've got um, his different Masons groups. Um, George Washington is one of them. Solomon's Lodge, you know, monuments, low expectations, history rewritten. There's just so much here. When you pop into his site map on his site, you know, it, oh, that's new. Mm -hmm. This is a new piece on his thing. This wasn't here last week when I was reading, so I got more reading to do. <laughs> <laughs> he added it November 8th. He added it yesterday. He's added a new section I'd to his site. I'd be interested to see what kind of things are seen in Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump's not one of these movies. Which is interesting because I've always been absolutely fascinated by Forrest Gump and the correlations between the time, between the things that are explained in Forrest Gump's life and what I see today. See, here, here's what he calls them. He calls it the progeny of Jove, but it's actually the bankers and the thinkers. Oh. 
okay, to make it even easier, the bankers and the thinkers. The end game, population control before the coming Earth crustal displacement. He's predicting an Earth crustal displacement that's supposed to be happening in the next three years. Yeah, I can understand that with the way the four planets are going to be creating a square. Yeah. So he's talking, he, he's got a lot of stuff. I, I ended up going down the rabbit hole of his earth crustal displacement stuff. He talks about the previous world ages. Mm -hmm. He goes into remnants of our world ages. And we've talked about those a few times here ourselves. Yeah. The How the ancients survived the comet Venus. And this one here, he kind of lost me. You know, Venus wasn't always a planet. It was a comet. And so was Mars. They were comets in our solar system. Interesting. I really, I haven't gone down that, that rabbit hole yet because it's like, it's another rabbit hole for me. It's like, really? It's like, <laughs> the stuff fascinates me. He, he talks about America and what it was. Um, one that really got me was the Denver International Airport. You know, and of course that one there, you, you know, you, you have to go reach it. The Denver International Airport is a massive conspiracy theory that there's tunnels underneath the Denver International Airport. Well, makes sense. Denver had all kinds of underground tunnels. Yeah, but it's supposed to be one of the places going to, or the, the elites are going to go hide when the world comes to an end. Oh. And yeah. So you'd have to go read on that one. The bastardization of Christianity, the sacred numbers. Now, the sacred numbers are a big one to me because I'm always trying to figure out the sacred numbers, especially the number 33 because, of course, I'm a No Agenda <laughs> fan, so... And even no agenda people have no idea what 33 means. And I've got a fucking goal to figure out what 33 means because it has a meaning. I just don't know what it mm -hmm. is. And I'm pretty sure the elites know what it is. You know what I, you know what I realized? Fuck off, Siri. I moved into 213. Yeah. 213 equals 33. Yeah. Like I'm haunted by yeah so so you can see there's a lot of stuff in here just a ton of stuff just a ton of stuff in here about what oh, yeah. he's about what he's got and goes over that's why I, I and I had to actually just cut myself off because I was <laughs> I was staying up till two three o'clock in the morning reading this shit oh, yeah and I went, I'm never gonna get work done I, I'm gonna be tired all the time I've just got to cut myself off I'll come mm -hmm. back to it again and read more but if you really want to go down some rabbit holes, this is a great one. But what he also covers in here is he does cover the COVID crap, why they're injecting people. All this stuff goes into there. Because we do know, just from what's happening right now, that something in the elites wants everyone on this planet to have this fucking injection. Yeah. There's never been a push, ever, for every single person to have an injection. Yeah, during the H1N1, or as I call it, the uni, uh, there was like, I think a total of 50 kids who had adverse reactions and they shut the whole damn thing down. Yeah. And we've had, we've had lots of adverse reactions from this one. Loads, and kids and adults alike. Yeah. And we've had bad adverse reactions. The problem, the thing, the thing gets yeah. me. Okay, it's not just they don't want. See, like if you look at, and we'll we'll do a brief history of what I know of vaccines. Everyone goes, "Oh, you're anti-vax." No, no, I'm not anti-vax. I'm anti-forced to do something against my will. Um, yes. I'm anti. I'm anti. I'm anti-split society. 
I'm anti-forcing something that is untested um, and not proven to be safe. Now, we'll do a brief history of vaccines. Well, they're already forcing vaccines. Your kids get vaccines to go to school. Well, yes, yes, they do. And yes, I've had shitloads of vaccines. I've had so many vaccines, I could probably qualify as a fucking pincushion. Yeah. Um, mainly because I was a U.S. military brat, and every time we went to a different base, especially overseas, they they would just take needles and throw us at them like fucking darts. <laughs> um, I swear to God, man. It's like when we went to the Philippines, I must have had 15 injections. Wow. When we went to Spain, I must have had a, a dozen or two dozen injections of different mm. shit. I remember going to the doctor. It's like I got my I got my shot record from that time period, and there's just like dozens of shots listed there. Mm-hmm. At any rate, yes, vaccines are good, but those vaccines are actual vaccines. Plus, they were proven to be relatively safe, not perfectly safe, mind you, which none of them are perfectly safe, but relatively never... safe, with minimal number of side effects and problems. Mm-hmm. This so-called vaccine it's not a vaccine they actually had to change the definition of vaccine to make this a vaccine yes okay so it's not a vaccine not by the old definition by the new definition yes but by the old definition no so but this thing was created in less than eight months it was created and started injecting into people just over Even a year one of the many arguments against that is saying oh they've been working on this for 12 years it's like no they were working on rna replicators for 12 years mm. they've not been working on this so-called vaccine for 10 years yeah well if they were working on it for 12 years you got to remember vaccines used to have to go through animal trials and every time they did an animal trial on this vaccine the animals no. fucking died Horribly. Not just died, but according to the record, they died horribly. They died horribly. And they didn't die from the vaccine. What happened was when they were reinfected, they died horribly. Yes. So it's like, okay. So, well, they were failing miserably when they were working on this. And so they did away with all the animal testing. Now they're testing it directly on humans. Yes. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a horrible, miserable thing that's going on. And for some reason, though, they don't just want adults to have it. They want everybody. They, they've managed to push it so that from five years old till you're dead, get vaccinated. And they're working yeah, on and they're working on right now getting it pushed so that below five year olds to zero can get vaccinated. Which doesn't even make any sense because anyway yeah well that's the other thing is like you know it's like they first they come out it's like oh you need one oh you need two eight months later you need three and they're already talking about a fourth fifth and sixth yeah yeah so yeah let's let's go cover a few things about the uh plandemic scamdemic here first thing on the list yeah so i've moved into a essentially a low-income building right mm-hmm. and building yeah um as far as i and my partner can tell 98 percent of the people who live here are very much against the vaccine and very proud of it and i find it very interesting that these days it seems that mainly what is considered lower class basically low income they are the ones who are thinking they're the ones who are able to look at the facts and make up their own mind, whereas the middle and upper class, they all seem to be 
across that. It's like, wow, people around here actually think for themselves. I mean, with all the drama law that's kicking around, you wouldn't think so, but it really is the case. They actually think for themselves and they look up the facts. It's quite fantastic. That could be fa- that is fascinating, considering how many people I know in the middle classes that have just bitten this, bitten into this hook, line, and sinker. But if you look at the lower class, just about everyone has actually looked up the real facts, and it's mm-hmm. really quite fascinating because it's so different from twenty years ago. Yep. All right. Well, let's get to some fun stuff here. Let's start with some stats from British Columbia. Center for Disease Control. These are not my stats, folks. These are real. This is direct from our British Columbia government. These are stats ending October 16th, 2021. For week week 41 of the Rona. We're going to start with the vaccination phase one. We're going to talk about where they went and where it's at now. Target population included resident staff, blah, 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 remote isolated individual communities. That was through February. Vaccination phase two. Target populations were seniors age greater than 80, indigenous peoples over 65. That's the other thing. They're really going after the indigenous communities. And the indigenous communities are buying into it hook, line, and sinker. Not all of them. Oh, a large number of them are. All the ones that I know of. Um. Phase three was the target populations were 60 to 79 years old, indigenous peoples 18 to 64, and people aged 18 to 64, or 16 to 74, who are clinically extremely vulnerable. Now, from May 21 to present, the target population was everyone 12 plus years old. So they went from December of 2020 to February 2021, just the critical. February to April 2021, just the really old and infirm. April to May, the sort of young and still the infirm. And from May forward, let's get everybody 12 years and up. All right, so the situation report. Week 41, this is the week we're currently in. Go back to the top here. Week 41, October 10th to October 16th. So this is two, This is about three weeks old. You could probably dig up a more recent one, but this is what I have. Like I said, this has been a couple of weeks I've been trying to get this forward, but... I wasn't able to get strictly onto Odyssey to be able to talk about this the way I want to. Because YouTube would fucking crush me in a heartbeat the moment they got wind of this shit. Oh, absolutely. All right. So, COVID-19 case counts and epidemic curves. This was week 41, the case counts for British Columbia. And I'm not sure what FH stands for. Um... Fatalities. No, 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 no. It's it's the uh, um, the health the health the health areas. This is um, I can't remember what the F is and the uh, because VHA is Vancouver Island Health Health Area. These are all the different health areas around British Columbia. Because oh, okay. British Columbia's Federal health areas are divided into segments. Um, VHA, which is the island we live on, is one of the smaller ones, and Fraser Health. Um, Interior Health, uh, Northern Health, and Vancouver Health. Those are the... Yeah, it took me a moment to remember all the names. (laughs) And Fraser and Vancouver actually kind of share zones. Fraser Mm -hmm. is the largest health district in in British Columbia. So they're going through the number of cases, okay? Case counts. You know, so the case counts in Fraser Health was 1,400. um, Interior Health, 591. 
uh, Vancouver Island, 347, Northern Health, 630, Vancouver Health, 425. These are the cumulative cumulative case. I got to slow down to actually pronounce words sometimes. Cumulative case counts. 102,000 in Fraser Health, 29,000, 10,000 on the island, et cetera, et cetera. The cases per 100,000 population, and the cases per 100,000 population aren't too bad. Vancouver Island, 40,000, the cumulative cases. Now, what you're looking at here is the chart of how the cases have gone up and down for week 21. Week 23 through 29 was the summer months, which you expect. Week 38 and 40, this is the winter months of last year. And then you got week one, which is January. And then you got you got January, February, March, April, April, May, which is the end of the spring. And then it just plummets down for the summer and it's grown up. Notice it's dropped off really quickly again in week 41 compared to go back to last year for week 41. And it was still climbing. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Situation report. You know, incident rates, uh, I'm not going to go into these. Uh, test rates, people have tested positive. Situation report. Now, the big numbers here were the ones that I wanted to bring up, which was the actual sickness and death rates. Where was it? And they were just dropping off the fucking scale. Well, something I'd like to point out is one of the easiest case things that they can have for them going right now in in every single school district i got a notice at the end of summer stating that any child who has who is showing any symptoms of the flu will be considered to have covid and sent home mm. so if that is the case still i haven't gotten a notice saying <clears throat> otherwise and every child who catches a seasonal cold or flu yeah. is going to be considered to have COVID. So mm -hmm. that's going to boost their ratings right up there. Well, our walking, talking, child germs. Yep. Well, here's the numbers that they use to scare people. Okay. But they don't use the total numbers. They use the cumulative numbers. Okay. Week 41, they had 30 people admitted to the hospital, supposedly for COVID. In, v in Vancouver Island. They had eight people admitted to, admitted to ICU and they had six deaths. And you can look across this numbers and you can see these numbers are not very high. Yeah. Okay. Just I mean, not a problem. They just, but what they like to scare people with is look at our grand total number of deaths. The problem is, is that when you actually start looking at the real numbers, you find that over 90% of the people who've died, died with multiple complications. Yeah. They didn't die of the COVID. They died because they were fat. They had heart disease. They had lung disease. They had diabetes. They had some other fucking thing going on in their lives. And the COVID was just the final kicker. The kicker could have been anything. They could have got pneumonia and that would have been the kicker. Yeah. But this is one of the things that goes on here. You want to look at these stats yourself, folks. Read them, understand them. They're not always easy to figure out what they're trying to tell you, but they are trying to make the stats scare you as much as possible.
in these stats. And these are the official government stats. And it's really not as bad as you think it is out there. And this is just BC. Alberta is even less. What's interesting is you go to states like Florida, Texas, South Dakota, their stats are getting almost back to normal. And they've got oh, no yeah. restrictions, no forced vaccinations, no mandates, no nothing. It's like live your life, take responsibility, and we will get through this. Yeah. So we got that. Now, I wanted to get another kicker out here. This is like, what the fuck are they thinking when a headline like this comes out? Get your second J&J dose ASAP, say health experts, after FDA advisory committee recommends approval of a booster. Protection fell from 88 to just 3% in six months. So what? Isn't the fact that people are getting vaxxed actually the reason for these um, changed viruses? These, um, I can't think of the word they constantly use. The breakthrough cases? The, um, 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 the mutants. The mutants versions of this virus. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. It's what if it people is. didn't get a vax, then the virus wouldn't mutate. Therefore, by getting the vax, you are helping the virus to mutate. Therefore, you are causing the issue. Mm -hmm. I love this part. The advisory community, experts are urging anyone to get a vaccine after the Food and Drug Administration Advisory Committee unanimously voted to recommend a second dose. They voted huh. to make a second dose. So it's all democratic. <laughs> Two wolves and a sheep deciding what to have for dinner. Absolutely. So, yeah, this one here is another one that's insane. It's like uh, you got one, you got two. Yeah, you need a third. Let's have a fourth. Why not five? You know, we just keep going. Keep going and going and going. What the hell? Actually, uh, my partner pointed out something to me. Um, What's up? Democrats are two wolves and a sheep. Uh, decide what to have for dinner. Yeah. Republicans are two wolves and a sheep, but the sheep has a gun and what to have for dinner. Oh, no, no. How that goes, democracy is two wolves and a sheep deciding what's for dinner. A republic, not Republicans, a republic is two wolves and a well-armed sheep deciding what's for dinner. Okay, that's exactly what I said. I just said it with. You you, you said it. You said you said it without the right words. You said Republican. Republicans. No, it's not Republicans. It's Republic. A republic okay, is a republic is not the same thing as a Republican. Why not? Because Republican is the name of a political party. Democracy mm -hmm. is not the same thing as Democrats. Democracy is the type of political system. A republic is a type of political system. The only republic I know of in the world right now is the United States. They are a republic. They are not a democracy. They are a republic. Canada is mm -hmm. a democracy, which sucks. Yeah, but... Isn't a Republican the no. human embodiment? Uh, no, a Republican is not the embodiment of the Republic. 
because Republicans yeah. can be just as evil as Democrats or which are not Democrats are not the are not the embodiment of democracy. Democrats are just a name of a po political party. They're separate things. Democracy and republic are separate items from Democrats and Republicans. All right, I take my hat off to you. You win that one. Yeah. Different <laughs> words, different different definitions. Although, give it time, I'm sure the the online uh, dictionaries will change the definitions to suit the terms of the moment. Oh, probably. Yeah. I knew that we were lost for the English language when emojis were All right. For all you cucks out there, poor simps who can't get laid and really want to get the jab, you need to move to Austria. Fast. Quick. Austria. Austria. Because you can get a half an hour of service at the local whorehouse just oh for getting your jab at the whorehouse. Wow. You know, that is probably the best reaction they've had from the public in that regard. <laughs> <laughs> I had to bring this one in, man. It's like, all right, you know they're getting... brothel? Dude, I'm half tempted. <laughs> half an hour in a brothel with the whore of your choice. <laughs> it's worth it. Yeah. Almost. Well, it's, it's like, all you got to do is get your jab on site at the brothel. Yep, they probably have the highest amount of people getting the jab. Yeah, well, they'll pull in all the cucks. Oh, damn. Yeah, I can see them having the highest amount of There jabs. you go. There, there, there's one of the whores there right now. Come, come get your jab and spend some time with me. Yeah, she's sexy. I'll be with that. She's got legs. <laughs> she definitely got legs, man. Definitely got legs. <laughs> legs yeah. and a great figure. Yeah, and nice tits, too. Like I said, great figure. Yep, yeah, well... Anyway, for all you cucks and simps <laughs> out there, quick, move to Austria. Yep. Where brothels are still legal and uh, the brothels are offering up free service. Honestly, I think brothels should be legal everywhere. Yeah, they, they should be legal everywhere. They're legal, in, they're legal in the uh, outside of the Vegas area. In, in Nevada, they're legal everywhere in Nevada but Las Vegas. That sounds broken. Mm-hmm. That's that's Nevada. They're a bit broken. Yeah. They're the only state in the union where the brothels are still legal, too. Well, at least they're still freaking legal. Mm-hmm. Australia, Boston they're still legal. Everywhere. They're still legal in Australia, too. And in New Zealand. Mm. They're still legal there as well. All right. Here's another one for you. Let's go down this one. You've got quite the collection here. Oh, I've been collecting this stuff for a little while. And we're well over time now. <laughs> the kids seem to get it. Just eat channel. What is that about? All right. FDA endorses murderous vaccine atrocities against children. Okay. Emergency rooms across America are being filled with post-vaccine patients suffering serious illnesses. Post-vaccine babies, too? Most vaccine babies too. Why do people do this? I don't know. Child abuse, man. Force their kids to do something. I personally know two women who have tried to get pregnant because they got the vaccine. They can't. 
They keep having you know, a miscarriage. Woman, I know one woman who has had five miscarriages at this point. Mm. Yeah. And the uh, first one she had, she was four months pregnant, and then she got the jab, and then she miscarried, and she can't keep the baby since. Yeah, but well, she says that it is God's choice, not her. So, you know. Well, let her have her belief. Yep. That makes her feel better about what's going on. So this is an interesting article to read through. And, uh, you know, one thing that's happening, emergency rooms are being overrun with vaccine-injured patients. There was uh, mm -hmm. something I caught. I didn't bring this article in. Um, oh, it was No Agenda Show. The No Agenda Show was playing so much great stuff this Sunday. Or this, yeah, yeah, this past Sunday. There was so much stuff there. And uh, I should go see if I can pull it because there were a couple of clips that I really, really wanted to play. Let's I'll see. Bring if, the next show. Let's see if I can bring this stuff up. Because I've got to get. What's that? Bring them to the next show. Uh, you could probably, yeah. Well, I could bring them to the next show, but there was something that was really, really good here. And I haven't I, listened to No for a couple of weeks now. Yeah, uh, well. But the last one I remember listening to, they had these clips of nurses talking. They, they were talking about how, like, most of their patients that were filling up the hospitals were yeah. post-vaccine patients. They weren't. They weren't pre-vaccine patients. Like the pre-vaccine patients were easy to deal with, but the post-vaccine patients, they were nearly impossible because. All of a sudden, they had all of these health problems and all of these health issues that they had a hard time coping with. Yep. Yeah, so really. So this is in the few weeks that no gender is playing. Oh, yeah. It's uh, really quite insane. Let's see if I can find. I meant to I meant to clip the show stuff, but I got busy doing other things. Have you ever noticed that when you're recovering from a major crash, you're hungry all the time? What's that? Recovering what? Recovering from a major crash. Oh, yeah. you're Just because you burned up a lot of calories. Yeah, I'm, I'm just hungry all the time right now. I slept for like a day and a half, and now I'm just hungry. <laughs> Okay, this is this is one that I thought was really fascinating, and uh, let's see if it's ever going to happen. No. Um, so since we're doing flashbacks, in 2009, that's we've talked about this many times in the past 24 months. Uh, we were looking at the financial um, meeting of all the pharmaceuticals, and they were all jitty and jacked about you know vaccines. It's going to be the future, and guess what? We have no liability. <laughs> So everyone loved it. Everybody loved it. Now, I was in London at the time. You were, of course, in San Francisco. And in fact, around that time, well, the same time we were looking at Leaving the country again. Why? Because in a very short time, not today, not tomorrow, but very soon, we'll be facing compulsory vaccination under the mistaken term of voluntary vaccination. Now, what is it about these vaccinations? You think that they're bad? Well, first of all, let's start with the fact that the World Health Organization has decided that we have 90% too many people. The World Health Organization has been working since 1974 on vaccines to create permanent sterility. Doctor, the response is going to be 
give it a little more context that sounded recent that was done in 2009 and it came really? from yep 2009 and it came really? from uh what's his name the guy that was kicked off um he was the first one to go down oh god i can't remember his name big loudmouth dude oh, shite alex jones alex jones it was done it was done on alex jones show Wow, I got the name right. Then again, big blogmouth dude, that really only entails a few people. That only entails a few people. Alex Jones is one of them. Funny yeah, thing is, is that it. more and more of the shit he was talking about 10 years ago is coming true. Yeah, that's a little disturbing. To it, it really sucks when we're starting to run out of fucking conspiracy theories because they're no longer conspiracy theories. They're conspiracy truths. I like being conspiracy theorists. I, I really like the theory part because, you know, they weren't true. Yeah. <coughs> when did we become conspiracy truthists? I know. That's no fun. It's not as much fun, no. People don't <laughs> holler at you as much either. No, they really don't. Like, you, you look at them and you say, I'm a conspiracy truthist. Mm -hmm. And they just look at you and shuffle away. Whereas when you say, I'm a conspiracy theorist, most people are like, oh, yeah, really? Okay. What you hear right now? Tell me. And, you know, it develops a great conversation. But no. Let's get a couple of this. I got, I got a little bit of uh, world news here. Okay. I, I decided to pull out some things from uh, that I found from Russia. Because you don't hear about Russia much. No, you have to know a Russian to know about Russia, really. Yeah, well, sometimes you, you got to dig. It, it takes a lot of digging to find the Russian stuff. It's really a bit of a pain in the neck. Have you noticed that you have to really dig to find Canadian stuff too? Yeah, oh, I really got to dig for Canadian stuff. Wild caught. You know, fortunately, I can get a lot of stuff from Rebel News. Rebel News is pretty good about providing uh, Canadian yeah, stuff. Yeah, they really are. You know, so, so we are as bad as freaking cut fillets. Yep. We are definitely as bad as, uh, as, as Russia for our information being buried by our government. And our main I was saying media. North Korea, but same difference. All right, Moscow has introduced its strictest lockdown in over a year after a surge in COVID deaths and infections. Russia reported an all-time high of 1,159 COVID deaths yesterday. The number of daily infections also broke through the 40,000 barrier for the first time. Only essential shops such as pharmacies and supermarkets can remain open while schools and state kindergartens are shut. Authorities attribute the rise of coronavirus infections to vaccine hesitancy. <laughs> it's wow. all you evil people out there that aren't getting the jab. You're infecting well, everyone. You're infecting everyone because you're not getting the jab. Yep. You know, it's funny though. I just keep saying that I'm part of the control group. Yep. You just don't agree with that. Yep. 
I got another piece from Russia. Right. This is another. This is an Al Jazeera report. Al Jazeera is pretty good about getting out Russian Russian news. Okay, they ordered non-working week after the record COVID deaths. In other words, they shut down their whole country for a week, basically a week holiday. Wow. No. So this is another little bit thing. It's like it's like I didn't even know what Russia was doing for the last year. You've heard nothing about Russia. Are they in lockdown? Are they forced to wear masks? I don't know. And then I started catching some Russian stuff because I was looking for things, and all of a sudden it starts appearing in my in my in my stuff. Yeah. All right, so let's get a couple other things. Let's try to get a couple other things. Then we're going to have to jump to some uh, some um, TikTok so we can wrap this up because we are way over time tonight. Yes, we are. <laughs> I just had so much here. I should have started this a lot of year. We got a couple here from the kids just seem to get it about what's happening. Yeah, I'm wondering about that. Like. Is that from kids, the four kids, or? Uh, I can't remember now. It's been a while since I looked at this. Once it loads up, anyway. We'll just have to come back next week with the New Zealand. Oh, we got to play the New Zealand censorship one. Oh, yes, please. Here you go. Love that part, 1033. Yeah, it's kind of hard to understand. Basically what it is is a bunch of high school kids sitting in the cafeteria, not wearing their mask when they're supposed to. They're just like, yeah, fuck this shit. The principal comes mm -hmm. in and he goes, I'm going to give you a few minutes until 1033 to put your masks on. Or I'm going to suspend you all. You know what the kids did? And they, just, they just don't. They just don't. They're just like, Perfect. Yeah, yeah, fuck off. Yep, that's excellent. So it's like the kids get it. The kid, the kids yeah, have, the kids get it, man. They they know what kind of bullshit's going on. At least some of them do. Oh, yeah. I ha I it makes me hope when I see kids doing this. It's like, oh god, there is some hope for the next generation. Yeah. I know my kids were probably going. Why? Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to wrap it up, wrap up the Rona thing tonight before we close it all out. And we'll bring more of it tomorrow or next week with the prime minister of New Zealand who doesn't want to answer questions and just shuts it off. If you're not part of the elite media, we won't talk to you. Here we go. She's a right cunt. She's a right cunt. I can't believe Australia fucking keeps her in office. Not Australia, New Zealand. Or New Zealand. Sorry, New Zealand, not Australia. New Zealand. And the problem is, is that it appears that they voted her back in, but most of the people who voted said they never voted for him. Oh, so they've they've taken lessons from the uh, from the uh, Democrats in the states. Yeah. All right, let's have a listen. Load, baby, load. <laughs> All right, it's gonna give us a moment. Choking on it. 
Here it comes. Yep. Come on. <laughs> wow. She really doesn't want to get hurt? Yeah, well, I think I've got a couple of different links to this one. That one there just may not load because it's Reddit. Reddit? Really? Yeah. Is that you or the kids? It was me. I brought this in. You do Reddit? I end up there Weird. from time. I end up there from time to time, following different links. Weird. There's a lot of information on Reddit sometimes. Watch the video. Yeah, when oh, it loads. No. Ooh, this one's still loading. 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 Don't mute. Good. Let's see. Might be the browser. Let's see if it loads faster in this other browser I got here. Notice that some things don't load very well in this in in this browser. Yeah. Available or not supported in this browser. Hm. Uh-oh, I choked it. You killed it? Yeah, well, I've had some really strange stuff. I did a show last week uh, where everything crashed on my computer except the show I was doing. The show continued for 35 minutes while all the rest of my internet didn't work. Weird. Yeah. I was still able to live stream while everything else didn't work. What the hell are you doing to your computer? Oh, I don't know. I push them very hard. All right, this is just this is just this is just choking. <laughs> Everything's choking now. All right. I'm sorry, you're sleepy. Yeah, well. I guess it's the house that usually we don't find pretty much ten on the left. Here we go, let's see if we play here. And what I'm saying is that we're, we're, we're all actually completely on the same page when it comes to driving vaccinations and making sure that we're doing everything that we can to reach people that we need to. This is an issue of this is an issue. Working in Israel. Sir, I'm going to ask. I'm going to answer the questions of the accredited media. Sir, I will shut down the press conference if you do not cease. So, to our accredited members of uh, the gallery here, we might move to an inside venue. Unfortunately. We've got someone who's disrupting your press conference today, so we might reconvene. Thank you.
bit at the bit and I'm going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yep. It's like, but she's like, if you're not accredited media, I, I can't. And if you heard the question the guy was asking, he was going, well, what about the fact that Israel has only got like a 30 some percent or something efficacy rate on this vaccine you're forcing down people? So he was asking hard yeah. questions. And she's like, yeah. and the worst, the funnier thing was, is he was accredited media. He had his official government accreditations. Because, oh, wow. of course, New Zealand and Australia require media people to get to get their government accreditations to be yeah. called media. Jeez. There he is right there, the guy that's done it, and he's holding out his accredited accre credentials around his neck. Jeez. So, yeah. So that's that's Australia, folks, you know. It's oh, like, New or New Zealand. Sorry, that's New Zealand, folks. I can't. I, I screw up the two of them. You know what the hell? They're both at the bottom of the planet. They're they flush backwards. Everything is wrong down there. Well, but they are the canary in the coal. Yeah. Well, but they are the canary in the coal mine. Yes, definitely. <laughs> they are the canary in the coal mine, and they're about six months ahead of everything they're trying to do to us up here in the northern heavens. Or they're six months ahead of everything they're trying to do to us up here in the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, close up a couple of things here and uh, and see if I can get a little more speed back out of this computer, which is just choking very hot, heavily. Is this a computer? Yeah, well, it's, it's not happy with me right now. I'm making it do things that it wasn't supposed to do, and... Or it never did before, I should say. Not just not not supposed to do. It just never did this before. So it's not overly happy with me at the moment. All right. I just wanted to throw out one thing. Hmm? Uh, if any of our listeners know where I might find a kitten out of the Vancouver Islands, so if anyone knows where I might find a kitten. Might find a what? You'll have to slow down. For some reason, you're breaking up. A kitten. I want a kitten. Oh, you want a kitten. But all the adoption places want me to have older cats before I can adopt a kitten. Yeah. And I can't have two animals here. I just want one kitten. There's always someone home at my house, but the kitten will never be lonely. I just want one kitten. So if anybody listening knows, I can find one kitten for adoption. That'd be great. We lost a, we lost a TikTok. We don't have dinner with Hannibal. It's gone. Oh, no, that one was awesome. I really like that one. It's been pulled. All oh, right, let's check out the motivational quote. It's TikTok, yeah, it and that one's gone, too. Wait, okay, that can't be, that can't be hot. No. All right, no. sea slug. 
We got sea slugs. <laughs> sea slugs is kind of low. Can't be happy. Oh, that's that one's dead too. You gave me a bunch of bad links. That doesn't make any sense. I gave you the full freaking link. No, you you stuck them in here as under the things. You should sit the links short from different from the headline. You put them in as. No, I I didn't. No, I I put them as the full link. Only I put them in as uh, underneath of a header. That you, is still the full link. If you look at the notes, you'll see that Dinner with Hannibal is the link. And then you've got the link written in here. And it's all scrambled up mess. And it's something from Android. And it's okay. Let's see if I can clean up some of the crap. No, it's like it's gone. Let's see. Let's see if I can. Uh, fit. All the links are. All the links are. All the links are work are not working. They're all dead. They're all 404. And it's, oh, some, it's something. It's something you did with the. Something you did with the way you entered the links. I did it the same way I always do. Yeah. Well, you didn't. They didn't work very well this time for some reason. Oh, well, that sucks. Let's see if I can get a link out of here. Just by. We get nothing. We have no TikToks. That's two weeks in a row with no TikToks, folks. I'm sorry. That got, really sucks. You know why? The TikToks are always make me happy to the end. You know, they always they're always kind of funny. They're stupid. They're irritating. Well, let's see if I can find at least one of the TikToks. I mean, I had to go through over a hundred. The ones I put down. Uh, the kids are giving you that many TikToks? Well, to be honest, I had two weeks for Oh, well. They need they need something else to do besides watch TikTok videos. <laughs> well, that's how they were escaping. Maybe um, movie after you've done one place. Like at that point, yeah. it can be pretty frustrating and stunning, right? Mm. I mean, it may not seem like much to us as adults, but someone's been here until you're only here a long time. Yeah, well. When you're 12 and 13 years old, here is half of your life. Yeah, we're not getting nothing here from TikTok. Hmm. Even when I try to shorten okay. them down and pop in there. Here's an entertaining one. Let's see if I put the link directly to YouTube if it works. I'll give the link to me in uh, Discord. Let's see if this works. At least this one is really entertaining. Yeah, this one looks like it's going to load. What's really interesting, interesting the link that I created, it worked for me. No, well, it doesn't work for me. No, 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 no. Load, baby, load. 
For centuries, all the countries have had conflicts with each other. Canadians, Americans, Britishes, we're all different, but there's one thing that brings us together like nothing else. Barney the Purple Dinosaur Songs. I hate you, you hate me, let's team up and kill Barney with an RPG and a 4x4. No more purple dinosaur. For centuries, all the countries have had conflicts with each other. Canadians... Yes, 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 I like that one. Okay, and I sent you the Hannibal Lecter. Or the, right. the Hannibal... Yeah. Hannibal. So let's Hannibal. go check out Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, it's loading. I can actually just send you all these links. No, well, you create new ones for next week. We're not going to go through them all now. Okay. It's, al it's already way late. And okay. thanks to everyone on Odyssey. We've had nine people watching us on Odyssey the whole time. Thanks, you guys. It was good yeah. to see you guys. We didn't chat at all. Yeah. Kick, kick us up some stuff, folks. Say hi. You know, give us some coin. God, and that guy looks like someone that would be eating with Hannibal Lecter too. You know what was really entertaining? Mm. How wide his eyes are throughout the whole song. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's why I said he looks like someone who'd be eating dinner with Hannibal Lecter oh, yeah. and enjoying it. <laughs> All right. Well, on that happy note, I think we're going to call it a night. Let's uh, have a little music to carry us out. These are the days of thunder. We're going to make Time stands still. A quarter after midnight, and I'm watching the wall. Sometimes I feel so uptight, I just can't sleep at all. Every day,
Alrighty, folks. That's all we got for you. Hope you enjoyed the show. Take care now. Bye-bye. Take care. Adios, mofo. And shut her down. It's done. Dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh -huh.